0: them free at the break of dawn, till one by one, they were gone. Back at base, bugs in the software, flash the message, something's out there, floating in the summer sky, 99 red balloons go boom.
1: Episode 99 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, coming to you live, being recorded around the old oak table in the Taylor Park, Oak Hill, Florida, and by no means was our opener, an endorsement of releasing a fucking balloon. No. Balloons become trash, and don't do it, but uh, fellas, here we are again. It's uh, good to be back. It is good to be back. Uh, Nice little turnaround. Um, Tell you what, we had a great thingy before the dinghy and dinghy derby. Uh, Probably one of the best times that I've had out of the five years that we've done it. Yeah. Um, Thanks to Marine Discovery Center helping out with uh, volunteers and staff manning the uh, check-in and raffle ticket booth so that we were able to uh mingle with uh, everybody so
2: it, uh it it felt kind of strange it did because as i would see mama approaching i'm like oh
1: no yep what, <laughs> what, what have i been <laughs> gone too long <laughs>
2: what, what happened she, eh, all good
1: yep it's like whoa hold on yeah it was a uh, good time um let's let's go around the table and uh what was your Favorite happenings, uh, starting with uh, Saturday night what uh, what was your favorite thing that uh, you remember from the thingy before the dingy?
2: You know, besides meeting new friends and seeing old ones, uh, actually learned me something that night. Oh yeah, that there are multiple species of bass. It's not just largemouth, smallmouth. Oh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, sunshine. But there's like a whole strain of... Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of different... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: huh. For sure. Um, you know, shoal bass, swanee bass, <laughs> spot. Red
3: eyes. Red eye. Oh, yeah, and the and our list went on, yeah. and I'm like... <laughs> Guadalupe. Well, right. And And it's neat because so many of them have like... I mean, they all look fairly similar, but there's like little intricacies little throughout subtle. that it, make them... It's, s- it's like y-
1: snook. Yeah. You know, there's several... Uh, what There's like, what, seven different species of snook, I yeah. want to yeah. say? Something like yeah. that? Um, I would have to say that my favorite thing, and I hesitate to say this out loud because his ego is already big enough, was uh, getting to hang out with Ben. Oh, um Okay.
3: Just, uh, <laughs> I, I was happy y'all got to hang out with me and,
1: <laughs> you know, and, and I think what was the most fun is when we were clowning around and, uh, doing the photos with yes. him. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, he had a lot of fun with it and it was just one of those, you know, core group kind of like having fun Memories. with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, uh that was probably the highlight for me. Aside from that, um, I'm with you, Mark, just, uh, getting to see everybody that you don't get to see yeah. every, you know, every weekend or every day yeah. of the year. Um,
2: definitely missed a few faces, but
1: yeah, you know, life
2: happens. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, but yeah,
1: I spent, uh, some real good quality time with a few different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Finding out, um, you know, things that are going on in their life, finding out more about myself, um, you know, and uh, just really enjoyed the one-on-one time um, with so many different people and personalities. So, uh, Ben, what about you? Uh,
3: Probably getting the moment to slow the pace down, get Mm -hmm. to hang out with people, try a couple people's tailgates. Yeah. Um, Honestly, though. Did you guys,
1: by chance, uh, get any of the uh, shrimp and grits? nope oh, wrong tailgate oh well, man shit.
3: yeah that's uh, a favorite
2: Ben doesn't go on the west side of the parking lot no oh, I do okay.
1: I just <laughs> apparently didn't um man probably the class of the field probably Nice class of the field the yeah.
3: shrimp and grits is probably one of my favorite things it is up there
1: yeah it has to be. Done it's got to be. There's dope. bad you shrimp can and grits. Mess it up, real but there's
3: quick. real good shrimp and grits. Yeah, that's what we were dealing that's, with. That's awesome. Yeah. Really
1: good shrimp and grits. The
3: I actually liked. The volunteers didn't come from a fishing background necessarily, right? And when we were setting the prizes up and getting the like raffle cups ready, they were like, "Okay, what is this? How does this work?" and then them get excited about, like, okay, well, I've kind of wanted to get into this, and it seems overwhelming, so while we've got you here to answer questions, walk me through this. And then one of them winning some art they actually wanted. Um, I think they A
2: handful of the volunteers, actually, yeah, had yeah, won. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And they were, like, surprises. hyped on it. Yeah. So uh, if we're going to talk a little
1: bit about, you know, what people won at the um, raffle, um, I will tell you that... Probably the most heartwarming um, raffle prize winner award goes to Chad Truxall. Um, he put, I think, 40 bucks in yeah. and got, um, you know, what would that be, like 60 tickets or whatever it is. And um, he was actually not supposed to be at the event. Yeah. Right. Um, There was uh, a little bit of uh, illness in the family, and he was actually supposed to be down in Everglades City on a trip Mm -hmm. with his father, um, fishing down there. And when he ended up, he he left a little bit early. Same sitch, you know. Needed to get home because you know the taking care of uh, somebody that was bouncing back from an illness. Um, Tess had been left as the uh
3: the gatekeeper the gatekeeper yeah. on his
1: tickets and he ended up winning the trip with Captain Connor yeah. in the Everglades. And when she called him to tell him that, he was like, No, you're messing with me. <laughs> and now he was able to call his dad and go, Hey, I missed our trip this weekend. But guess, but what? guess what? We're gonna go Reveal. back down. We we've got yeah. a, a guide that's gonna take us out.
2: That's and,
1: awesome. You know I also I would say one of the highlights to me also was uh, Chad insisting on uh, having a few words mm-hmm. um, yeah before the raffle to talk to everybody and let everybody that did come out uh, know how meaningful the event is to Marine Discovery Center and how impactful the uh, fundraising the is fundraising. to yep. uh, what they're doing and acknowledging that we all. Are coming from the same place in the heart with our love for the Indian River Lagoon mm-hmm. and specifically for us, Mosquito, Mosquito Lagoon, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that just was that really made the night for me. Yeah. So, um, the Dingy Derby, um, Dingy Derby was super fun. Um, I like the new shorter program.
2: Yes. It made the day more pleasurable, yes, uh, even though it was a long day, it didn't seem yeah it
1: wasn't it it was long. right it was it was shorter by a few hours of yeah. of, of past events yeah yeah, because um, we
3: usually started at seven
1: and and it usually went into like two in the afternoon yeah. by the time you were done or whatever yeah, but um. Yeah, I like the new format, and I especially enjoyed um, the live scoring of chips. Uh, being, I enjoyed that a lot. Being able to MC that and have fun with it so, was personally a highlight for me. Um, I, I hope and, everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did.
2: As, as a person who cannot participate in and therefore not win, be... Uh, being the mindset that I have, right, there could have been others. I was having a hard time figuring out what was going on at first. Okay. And then I was like, holy crap, this this is cool. Yeah. Like, I don't need to add or, you know, this trip trumps this chip. Uh-huh. See ya. Yeah. This one. At first I was going to be like, oh, man. These guys are gonna have to add and right. Some have been drinking pretty heavily throughout the day, and I'm like, uh, yeah. I, well, I, I but, can
1: tell you, I got no greater no, joy oh, than coming out of the gate and being like, "All right, who has a yellow chip?" It was right, awesome. and people were like, yeah, "I do," and I'm like, <laughs> "Throw that shit away. Yeah, it's worthless." It was, and everybody was just like what the fuck just happened? Right. <laughs>
2: right. That, yeah, right. That's what I was trying to say. Like, what?
1: And then, it, you know, every time we changed colors or, and then every couple of times we changed colors, it was, you know, a significant digit change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, and the moment in value. The shift from yeah. the pod. It'd be like, well, you, you might, I mean, that's 500. You might, if you've got a few of them, hold on hold to them. On. It might right. actually benefit you to have, you know, and then the next one would be like, and this one's a thousand, and then people be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. you know,
2: I'm, I'm back up in you know number one spot, uh, right? And yeah. I was like,
1: do you have a pink chip? <laughs> and then that if you have the pink pirate,
4: <laughs> yeah, pink
1: pirate trumped yeah. everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was fun. Man. It was. It, it, it was uh, a good time, and the I think it engaged
2: the crowd more. Oh yeah, it gave a little for sure. You know, a little bit more engagement time.
1: In the winter, um, cool backstory there, um, she had recently, I want to say, either lost and or broken her higher-end sunglasses. Oh, nice. And was struggling with the idea of how was she going to replace yeah. her sunglasses. And yeah. when she won the derby, the poker run, it – Put her right back in the catbird seat of being able to make a no brainer. Yeah, um, going to get nice glasses, right? Yep. And this is how it's going to happen. Yep. So it was really cool yeah. to see that. Um, by the way, Uh-oh. um I believe. Don't hold me to it exactly because it's like in change. I want to say ten thousand
2: three hundred and six plus.
1: Plus or minus, uh, let's say plus or minus a hundred, right? 100, right. Um, is the final count on the funds that our community? That's Not, awesome. not Taylor Trash. No, the no. podcast. No, the Taylor Trash community. Yep. Um, whether that was Ben um, raffling off a trip, trip, trip out in Colorado, whether it was Just the rest of the guides, and, the rest of the yeah, guides, you know, from Tennessee right yeah. to the Mm-hmm. VRBO from Craig up on Coburn Creek to yep. um, different Captain Connor. You got uh, Justin Price. You had yep. Owen. You had Tanner. Yep. Um, you know, three local guides that understand that you know the place that they call home, it's mm-hmm. their office, is important enough to come out and share it with somebody and, and, yep. and give that day back to the lagoon was yep. really important to see. Um, and then, um, the winner of uh, the, the the trip with Bryant uh, up in yeah. the Low Country mm-hmm. uh, was uh, BJ. Yeah, and uh, BJ is actually really good at storytelling uh, via the oh, written nice. word, and uh, I'm supposed to be getting his first copy. He's going to write an article about um Mosquito Lagoon through the lens of a first time visitor.
3: Oh that's rad. And Ooh.
1: uh we'll be posting that to uh the Taylor Trash blog on the website and uh I'm really looking forward to that because yeah. you know he came down here with Justin and uh you know he'd never been he'd never been to Mosquito Lagoon before and they went out and did you know things on the the Plastic craft. Plastic uh, (laughs) Navy. And uh, really, I I can't wait to see what somebody that's brand new to the lagoon, what kind of mark it left on his heart. Right. And uh, especially being part of a fundraiser where everybody there is just doubling down with, I love this place. I'm willing to put my money in where my mouth is and support the people that are supporting the science supporting the restoration, educating people, driving the conservation initiatives. Mm -hmm. It's just – it's heartwarming. And uh, at the same time, um, I know there's been whispers of it, and we're still kind of thinking it may have been the last dinghy before the dinghy and dinghy derby for a while, maybe not forever. Um, We're going to explore – the possibility of maybe a different kind of event for mm-hmm. next year, and uh, we'll see whether that plays out or not. You know,
2: it's always good to do a little change, though. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. things change over time, and uh, we think maybe a little bit of change might be fun. So uh, just stay tuned. Um, we're not bailing. We're just saying we think we might be able to have a little bit of different,
2: a little something different,
1: a little different kind of fun next to keep year. You guys entertain. That's right.
3: So, um, Ben, what do we got for for um, show notes? Speaking of Tanner, oh, when you guys went out with Colby, yes, we didn't circle in on the notes on some we, advice. Yeah, we had. didn't we didn't
1: drill down uh, completely into the notes. We were kind of rushing there towards the end of uh, the last episode. Yeah, so when Tanner, Colby, and myself went out uh, when Colby was in town last. Uh, Colby got his first redfish. We were super stoked about that. Um, we fished a couple of areas where there were mangroves in play. And uh, Colby, at least a couple of times, sailed a couple of flies into the mangroves. Yep. You know, And we're like, hey, brother, that's that's completely fucking fine. If you're not getting hung up every once in a while, you're not trying hard enough and you're not getting tight enough. Right. And Tanner gave some of the best advice that I've heard in a long time, um, as a way to describe what you do when you sail a fly up into the mangroves. And he said, Hey, cause Colby's like, shit, what What do you want me to do? Cause Colby's, you know, fishing Tanner's gear and he's worried, you know, right. I don't want to break this rod yeah. or, you know, whatever. And Tanner said, dude, don't worry about that. He was like, what is the cardinal rule that we always give you guys shit about as trout guys when you come down here? And he was like, Colby says, don't trout set. Mm -hmm. He goes, why? He goes, because it it fucking takes the fly away from the fish. And they just you never hook up that way. And uh, Tanner's like, that's right. He goes, so when you put one in the mangroves, when it's time to try to take it out, Trout set the shit out of it. Yeah. And it takes it right back out. It gets the right angle going up and over. Yeah. And I was like, I turned around and looked at Tanner. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I've
3: never thought of that. What a fucking
1: great way to describe getting it out of there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sometimes if it It it, does that, it does that wraps and nothing's going to save you. No. But generally speaking.
2: Yeah. If you can't walk it off.
1: Yeah. If. You
2: need that little
1: extra. Yeah, you get like right there, and it's like and not just, kind of just trout set it, and it comes right off. I dig huh. it. And uh, each time that we had that situation, Colby just trout set it, and it came right out. Yeah. So uh, rad. You know, I thought it was worthy of uh, passing along. Yeah. And uh, that's why I made it a note. Nice. Because so. I
2: usually just point the rod at the fly and
1: yank just yeah pull straight it. yeah yeah like I, I usually pull the boat to the fucking to the mangroves. Right. right yeah right yeah so um anyhow what, what so what else we got speaking of trout you have a new sticker yes Ooh, yeah. um as a matter of fact that it's going to be a great segue uh to a couple of things that are not on the on the um show notes that i was remiss in getting on there but i brought the appropriate stuff along so uh rack cross um rack cross studio is uh his instagram handle he um if you went to the derby or the thingy before the dinghy you know that he you know donated artwork um to the uh fundraiser and uh Rack and I were hanging out at the fly box and, um, I have had this, um, idea in my head for a long time, um, that, uh, Tennessee Highway 44 Mm -hmm. runs between Hickory Tree and Bluff City, which basically runs the length of. The South Fork of the the South, you know, the South South Fork of the Holston River, Mm -hmm. the South Holston, um, or the Soho. So every time I've been driving down through there and I see a South Highway 44 sign, I'm always like, it should say Soho 44. Yeah. yeah. So I took Rack outside and I said, Hey man, I think you might be the perfect person to help me with this because I am not a artist <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, uh, illustrator or whatever you want to call it. And I kind of explained to him what I was thinking about and we collaborated on it. And that's the new sticker that you can find in the shop. And it's the Soho 44 yeah. sign. Um, there's the classic black and white. That looks like the sign that you might see on the side of the highway. Other than the fact that it doesn't say South anymore. It says Soho. Yeah. Uh, And then obviously the South Holston is known for brown trout. So we did another version with a very pop art style of brown trout skin. And uh, those stickers are available on the Taylor Trash website, as well as a couple of different trucker hats Mm -hmm. um, with that same design on there. So uh, if you want to support the website or support the podcast visit the website and uh, fly your freak flag and uh, get some stickers or a hat that's uh, represent the ho that's right represent that soho (laughs) Uh,
3: speaking of flying the freak flag Uh I've gotten several (laughs) DMS about how much people loved the Taylor trash pendants on the back of our skiffs oh
1: yeah yeah I forgot about doing that
3: Uh, that was fun that was fun
1: um, Um, a
2: lot of people want them
3: they do uh, and,
2: I think we could make some money
3: on it. <laughs> and that's what I was told. But kind of there's like a little bit of like, isn't it fun to just have it? Well, yeah,
1: it, it would have to be a pre-sale item, um, but we, we can definitely explore it. If, but, you, if you're listening to the podcast and you know what the flags we're talking about, it's like a burgee that we all, um, Jameson, Ben, myself and Marcus had on our skiffs. If you're interested in one, DM us. And uh, if we get enough interest, I will look at what the pricing would be. And uh, based on that, if we get enough, then uh, we'll pull the trigger.
2: The way I see it, and it, it goes back years now with, with you and I, I'm not sure if Ben's in on it, it was to see who could get with Paul first to get the banner Yes. For the Taylor's ball. <laughs> uh-huh,
3: yep. I, I never competed in the Banner Games.
2: If if there had been a person that, you know... Had came, asked. Had asked. You'd you probably know, let one go. For a donation. Right, yeah. Y- you know, that's why, at the end of the day, we were doing it. Um, but, yeah. It's, All right. It's that prize you have to have. Yeah. And... So, I have this and you don't.
1: If you recall, one of the other items that Rack generously donated uh, to the raffle, it was the, uh, the spare. The spare. Mm-hmm. Um, that had like a little kit, you know, of like spare tweezers, spare scissors, a little fish whistle. Like, it, it was like just something that you could have in your pocket. A Band-Aid. Yeah. A band like, <laughs> and, it, and it had a fly in it. Yeah. And uh, it was just like... Uh, Hey, worst case scenario, you lose your fly box. You've got the, you know, or your your pack. When the crap hits the fan. Yeah, when the crap hits the fan, you've got this little (laughs) box that's got all your spare stuff in it, which I thought was pretty brilliant. Um, He has actually made a saltwater version. Um, Here, this is going to be for Jameson. It's a little snook box.
3: Very cool. Ooh.
1: So we're going to put Jameson's to yeah. the side. With his hat.
3: His hat. Rem- okay, you remember last time we did our Port Ritchie tour? I got Oh, yeah, yeah. These. Okay. Like Two years Mark's- ago. No, it was probably <laughs> six months ago, but Marks and Jameson's <laughs> made it today. Oh, nice. Ben. Thank you. Mr. Rack. Ben Chartfly.
4: Hmm.
3: Me.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And Marcus. Okay, the, the laughter around the table is Rack has included the most awesome sticker, sticker. of himself. Holding with, a paintbrush. Holding a paintbrush. It's
3: very... uh
2: I don't even want what's in the box. Like
3: I don't even... Yeah. Not that we're not appreciative, right. but we don't care. The sticker no. is like... Yeah. It, <laughs> the it's, shit.
1: It's lit. So, uh... You know, I look at this, and I'm like, you know, for all the times (laughs) Travis Luther has, like, come up with sticker designs, the fact that he's never done one of himself, himself, he has totally missed the boat, because Rack did this of himself, and it is fucking fire.
2: So, the box. Yes. I know with... The previous one, he had a little magnet on there with with his design and everything.
1: Right.
2: A little magnet inside, but this is this is gangster. Okay, and I've I've noticed so, mine is different.
1: Yes, yours uh, came with special instructions that I was to pass along, and it may even be written in there. He tied a fly that um, he's quote I don't know if it would fish or not. <laughs> And he wants an honest assessment. <laughs> oh wow, I see it from here. Um, so uh, you know,
3: what is that?
1: I think it's a crab. Okay, uh, it's a little on the large side. Looks sides. like a surfboard. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and Rack was at uh, our pop-up tying event, and. Uh, God bless him. He's uh, he's giving it the old college try. I mean,
2: you know, even looking at it just real quick without fishing, I just a trim it down just a little bit, and it would be the perfect floating crab. There you go. Yeah, it's it's that balsa woodish. He's on the right track, and I'll get with him
3: yep like that's it. that's cool and then uh but
2: that's where it all starts is the idea
3: i have a clouser nice which uh utility fly a, i've got mm-hmm. a chartreuse clouser so i'm in good shape oh and it
1: does have like a
3: small magnet, a in there. magnet in there yeah. it's like the size of like a watch battery yeah
2: very cool oh, that's how it's holding on yeah i was like huh
1: so very cool yeah definitely. um and i i dig the uh the snook yeah. line, the lateral line on the box. Rack, thank you very much. very much it, brother. Oh, so. well, yeah. Um,
2: and I'll get with you. I'll
1: and you. Uh, your fucking sticker, though. Your sticker is fine. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's
2: going on the wall. It's not going in the
1: Somehow floor. this uh, slipped past without Ben uh, blowing the horn on the uh, mail barge. But uh, <laughs> this, this was definitely a killer mail barge. <laughs> Super killer mail barge. <laughs> um, All right. While we're doing mail barge things, um, let's see here. Oh, that's Ben's paycheck. That's. that's <laughs> I'll take that. Not necessarily the mail barge. Y- you can open it. He can have it. Um, Jameson, hey buddy. Hey Hey buddy, how are you? You guys are opening mail barges without me? Yeah. yeah, but you've
3: got stuff. We're not hoarding it. Give it a try now, Jameson.
1: Yes, there we go. I had that up. channel turned down. Yeah, um, oh. so uh, we're, we're doing uh, this is actually kind of mail barge ish um, from the standpoint that uh, it was included in the uh, package from our raffle sponsor. Um, From uh, Sightcast Fishing Company, yes, they, they provided that kick-ass box. Who won oh that? Oh gosh! I don't oh, remember
3: who yeah. won it, but between his box and Space Welders, people were going nuts. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I, I tried to—I don't think "swindles" the right word. <laughs> I tried to procure <laughs> that box.
1: Yeah, wager, yeah. Um, wager, barter, if you will. Yeah, so uh, in, in, in great style, uh, Stephen from uh, SiteCast Fishing Company included a handwritten note. Hey, guys, here's a fly box full of flies to raffle off at the thing before the dinghy. Hope it gets you all a little cash for MDC. It did, sir. Thank you for the support. Uh, threw in a few koozies for your PBRs and a few coasters for the old oak table. Love what you guys are doing. Really enjoy the podcast. Keep up the great work. Um, Thanks for reaching out to us, and we're happy to contribute a small part in making local fisheries better for everyone. Um, So, with no further ado, here are four koozies. And
3: uh, Jameson's
1: just going to end up getting what he gets because he bailed on us. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just well. kidding.
2: Buddy. I mean, you know, hanging with your boys or going hunting.
1: We got some koozies. Yeah. Um, or I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Um,
2: Need those for the table.
1: Tabletop. Yeah. Um, a sheep. Coasters.
2: Yeah. Coasters. That's what I'm Ooh, struggling I like, for. I like the sheep's head. That we got stickers.
1: Ben, you can start oh, with yeah. the stickers and pull out a couple yourself and pass yeah. them around. I just made a
2: pretty big order with them.
1: I saw that. I saw that you got a whole bunch of stuff. And
2: in. well, that well, oh. I, did, I I did another one after that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, and there that are one, two. The, the
2: second one, Mama
3: did have about. like totally piqued my interest that I'm probably gonna steal. The Shrimpadillo. Oh, that's that's rad. And Redfish Crossing.
1: Nice. Yep. So while you guys are sorting through and snagging, I'll I'll go last. Um, Very atypical of me, but um, we also received, in addition to the generous uh, donation that was made for the raffle from Fish and Grits, Jake says, keep up the good work, guys. And he included a pile of stickers
3: for us. Show note. His
2: nineties. So with that, I was gonna say my kid went to the website because he just released yeah. that stuff and was like buying that and the whatever the new floral camo hat is. Yeah.
1: The, Put one of those for J Mo. Dude, I this is one of my favorites that they've come out with the fish yes. and grits NASCAR on the oh, side yeah. of the outboard. Mm-hmm.
2: Two smoker. Yes. No, you guys have it. Um, but he calls me. He's like, Dad, there, I can't pay for my stuff. Yeah, you know, that sucks.
1: <laughs> and then,
2: <laughs> so I ended up having to go and and get him that '90s Saved by the Bell
1: T-shirt. Yes, shirt. it's so and, rad looking. Yeah. Um, this like touches a heartstring for me. Welcome to Florida. Turn off your damn hazards.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: What was the the other, it was, he got another shirt with it. Don't come to Florida.
1: Yeah, we're full. Yeah, we're full. Yeah,
2: something like that. He had another shirt.
1: And I love the. Yeah, um, like a billboard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, having previously done the uh, Merkin America Great Again Mm -hmm. sticker Uh um, that surely has Twitter abuzz, Um, I, I particularly like this one. That uh, fishing grits made this sticker that says "Make ice bags ten pounds again." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it says fishinggrits.us approves this message," which oh, is yes. that's awesome. just awesome. So I got one of
2: those. Everybody else gets one. You know what that would fit perfectly on your river quiver tube. Not that I need people see yours, Jameson, But I need Larry's. to put.
3: Um, I need to switch the racks from the heavy Chevy to the F one fifty and I I had to use dissimilar metals unaware to myself to screw them in. Uh huh. My fucking oh, brackets no. are stuck together. Oh. So I went on to Thule's website to order new ones. You need eight total. They want 25 bucks a pop for oh, those wow. brackets. I would be finding an alternative Huge. means. I'm thinking about getting a C-clamp.
1: So wish this there one I don't I don't get.
3: I'll um, we'll explain it to you.
1: Yeah, please do.
3: Hopefully we get it. It's the shark, but it's like it's based off jaws.
1: Yeah, I know it's based off jaws, but why are, I mean Because you're cutting it up for uh shark fin soup. Yeah.
2: Would be my guess. Okay, yeah. but I don't know anything more than that
1: okay well and and I thought shark fin soup was a bad thing it is so that's yeah. why I was like uh, I'm not sure are we like saying don't do this do do this with the exception yeah. of this one that just confuses me tell um, us I like the others <laughs> let us know a not. lot yeah <laughs> educate us <laughs> so um, Jake appreciate it uh, love your brand love the work that you're doing keep keep doing it uh, I think you're one of the more fresh uh, brands that's come on the market of late, and uh, you're killing it, son. Killing it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, real quick, let me run through and just um, give a shout-out as best I can, and fingers crossed that we didn't miss anybody.
2: Um, Golly, we had a bunch...
1: The support that we got this year for the raffle was amazing. Uh, thanks to Yeti, Floyd Skiffs, Bahio Sunglasses, Fishing Grits, Poncho, Hook and Gaff Watches, Old City Fly Shop, MFC, um, Coburn on the Creek, Tanner Sievert Fly Fishing, Owen Armstrong, Captain Justin Price, Bryant Wilson, uh, Jonathan up at the Flybox, and Captain Connor with experiences, as well as uh, the Alaska trip from Jimmy yeah. and all the folks up at Family Air. Um, we couldn't have done it without you, Rack. Uh, we appreciate you taking care of uh, artwork. Art. Um, Travis Luther with some artwork um echo nick. sending uh, a couple of fly rods sight cast uh obviously the fly box uh was awesome uh lamson not only uh a rod but a reel and uh i'm sure i've missed a few more um nick with the artwork yeah yeah, yeah. i forget his last name already uh, um Oh yeah. 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 Um, you know, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and he knows rest assured. Uh, and this was just me grabbing this off the yep. table as I left the house up in new Smyrna. Um, we'll be updating our website and giving the proper, uh, homage to everybody that was part yeah. of the effort on the website. Um,
2: I mean we had a we had a pretty good like assembly line. Yeah.
1: Going um, just to keep mm-hmm. the train
2: moving <laughs> so, uh, so much.
1: You know, if I missed you on this list tonight, I apologize. You, your donation was just as important yeah. as anybody else's. Not forgotten. Uh not forgotten and uh you will be on our website as a friend of the of the Taylor Park and uh we we hope that uh all of the listeners when they're making Decisions about what companies or captains to uh, support that they keep in mind, uh, who supports their home waters yeah. when they're making their decision on who to support in in you know fly fishing. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the thingy before the dinghy and mm-hmm. the dinghy yeah. derby. Um, what else we got? Um, we got we got the
3: Smith Fly Raft.
1: Oh gosh. So, this is one of those where it's got to be the visual. So, if you, I think that it's on the notes. I, I there's a photo there. Yes, Mark, have you seen this thing?
2: No, I don't have it in my notes.
1: All
3: right, so share it. Skiff has a polling platform and a casting platform. No, okay. no, no, it's not a skiff. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, a raft. It's a raft. Like to go down the river. <laughs> So Ah, yes, I remember
1: this. Yeah. So, um, it's in, it's in, uh, notes for 98. Um, you may still have it on your phone, Jameson, but, uh, I just wanted to do a quick, uh, trout
3: set or strip set. Yes. Uh, Trout.
1: polling platform
2: and casting platform on a raft? No, yes. No thank you.
3: Yeah. Well, and like... All right.
2: Well, I'm going to go strip set.
3: Okay. Really? Uh,
2: yes. Reason being is uh there are, we're not talking no motor zone or, or anything like that, but there are certain areas of the Indian River... Uh, mosquito, South Mosquito lagoonish type area where you really can't get into with a motor. I mean, you can with a canoe. Right. But I think something like that where...
1: See, to me, and, and I, I can appreciate where you're going with that, but I think that the amount of water that that would push would be so significant and uh, spook the everything. fuck out of everything that you are coming down on.
2: Well, that happens anyway.
1: And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't see oh, a yeah. push pole on there. No, I mean, I think no. in their mind they're thinking that you're rowing. So, like, Car- I don't know. I mean, it's... Carping? It's, it's, there is somebody who has one for sale by me or had yes. one, though. It's a novel idea, but I don't think in practice um, it would really sell well i'm not i I just don't think it would be effective now we could be completely wrong right um the only way we would know whether we're on target or not is if we had the opportunity to fish one so which i would love to do yeah i would love to fish one and see because i mean if if it uh if it actually does fish well then uh You know, I'm not sure how much those things go for, but it could open up a lot of people's ability to get on the water. Um, You know, you're not going to go super far, but you know what? The secret is, insider knowledge here, you don't have to run 20 minutes from the ramp to go find fish. (laughs) So I know, I know, I know, I know. You know,
2: with that, you know, my only concern with it, we know rafts are stable, right? Vessels or whatever you want to call them is the person casting on the front with that.
1: Oh yeah, it's going to twist, twist and move, and, and
2: so and it's a not person pulling. It's not going to be rigid. So r- it's like, all right, how do I gotta?
3: Yeah, oh no. If you both go the other way, can you get enough pop to send the guy in the middle on the oars up in the air?
2: I, I say challenge accepted.
1: Yeah, I
3: mean, I'd, I, I would, <laughs> I'd get
1: on one. I'd, I'd give it a go. I just don't have high hopes for stealthiness. Um, again, you yeah. know, I, I mean, all I saw was on their feed, and I want to say it was right. even like a sponsored ad or something maybe. Right. And I was like, somebody's trying to think outside the box, but, man, I like show me. Show me the money, you know, like some Jerry Maguire shit here. Show me this thing actually being fished, not staged photos, but, like, I want to see a video of guys going out and fishing, like, like vlog style, mm-hmm. and and show me that this works. And then I would be like, hey, you know what? There's a new fucking game in town. I mean, but, besides but carping. I, well, and I would also be very fucking worried okay. <laughs> about... Let's say that somebody does get it because they're going to use it for carpin,g uh-huh. and, and all it really is is a different frame and right. and you know accoutrement on the frame. And so they maybe you buy that, and that way you can do some carpin,g mm-hmm. um, and then you're like, well, I'm going to go down to Charleston. I'm going to head down the hill from Greenville, South Carolina, and right. Go chase some some redfish.
2: Yeah,
1: probably work pretty good to get you. Probably work pretty good to get you out on a flood tide. Um, you probably gonna end up wading a little bit because I don't think that thing's gonna push through all that grass very well. (laughs) But God forbid you went out there on a low tide, hit an oyster bar, and hit an oyster bar. Oh yeah, (laughs) you know. Um. So I just don't know that it was really thought out. Um. Novel idea. Yeah. I'd like to see it actually and actually try it myself. Yes. And if I need to. Put it through the ringer Eat some fucking crow, I would eat crow. Yeah. And, and say, you know what? This is actually a brilliant idea. Yeah. But where I'm sitting at here at the end of the Come. old oak table, I'm saying, get that shit out of the mangroves. <laughs> Trout set. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> um, sure. Would we have to dub that like the latex hatch or something? Because we can't call it the plastic hatch anymore. But um, the rubber hatch. The rubber hatch. The thing. rubber hatch. So Poly-
2: polyester vinyl.
1: Yeah, polyvinyl.
2: How, do you, how does how does the giveaway work? Because I mean, they're under. I guess it'd be the same as a kayak, right?
1: Oh yeah, I think they would. Uh, they would technically have the uh, right of way. Right of way, but if you're both non-powered, like if you're on a flat together, good luck them beating you where you want to go. I yeah, don't think just that right away, m- whoever yeah. gets
3: there fastest. And I would
1: think the other thing with that is if it's windy at all. And i um, um, uh, I think we no, lost James. We lost him. So, um, imagine for a moment. Just close your eyes. And imagine a moderately windy day. (laughs) Twelve sustained out of the north. Mm -hmm. Gusting to 16. Been sitting Mm -hmm. on the back of that thing. You're fucked. You're you're not going anywhere. There's no way for it to track straight.
2: But he understands the hydrology of a raft. (laughs) And can do magic. Yeah, I mean, he's typically been, he's you have been, he,
3: a river <laughs> moving a solid direction that you're like, you're going that way.
1: Well, and, and you know, I know the argument that's going to come as well, heard that I, I know how to row. I could row it into the wind, no problem. Well, rowing is going to make so much of a, you know, noise and stuff. This is one of those things where it's like, if it's going to be treated as a crossover, one of the elements of it, or they wouldn't have the polling platform on the back. Right. Is The intention is you're going to pull it. And just like a boat that's built with high gunnel height, mm-hmm.
3: you know. You're going to catch the wind. You're going to catch mm-hmm.
1: the wind. You're going to sail. Um, and I think that raft is going to want to spin around whichever end. Like poor Ben. Imagine Ben's in the back trying to do the right thing. Given me a shot and uh my fat ass is up front so it's gonna pivot around my right, fat ass right and nothing ben's doing the skiff back orbits there around you yeah the skiff orbits around me and ben's just along for the ride um but it would be his eighth time polling so it i mean it could get better you yeah, never For know.
3: reference they're not referring to me no no i can pull the huge one
1: um
2: I, I say backcountry, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Not, but not mosquito. Can you imagine too? Right? Right. Like, let's yeah. say you're,
3: let's say you're one of those dicks who's on a boat, and you piss enough people off, and someone. A lot of push poles have metal tips. Oh. You got to watch your your flat etiquette. If you're in a raft, Some you got to be extra polished.
2: Ain't ain't nothing silent, silent er silencer. Silence, silence
3: a little alert.
2: Then. A slingshot. <laughs> there you
3: go.
1: Thunk. <laughs> All right. So I think we've beat that dead yeah. raft long enough. Um,
3: um, show me the money. Yeah. Speaking of money um, and skiffs and polling, you and Mark have gotten out
2: pretty we recently. Have. We, we have. We
3: have. Um,
2: I don't know what money has to do.
3: Yeah. It
2: just
4: it, <laughs> I
1: next mean, show note. <laughs> um yeah, we went out, um, and uh, it was a fucking gorgeous day, yeah. wind-wise. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it reminded me of one of those days where I've been in the Bahamas, and uh, it's blue sky everywhere except you're under you're... the only stream of clouds that are coming over, so you're in the shadow all day. Um, we just had really shitty light, and... Then it got even shittier shitty light because we had a bunch of um cirrus clouds move in. Mm-hmm. And, and it just got real flat light. But uh, we saw a couple of fish here and there. Um, you there, buddy? Yep. All right. I, I would not. And, and I was the one on the dance floor. Um, I, you know, this is not me making excuses, but I don't feel like there were any real legit no, there were no shots.
2: honest, honest shots. Yeah, at all. We, if we saw a fish, it was swimming the wrong way, or you know, already knew
1: we were there, that kind of sitch. Mm-hmm.
2: It heard a leg hair on Larry's leg move and spooked into the mangroves. It
1: was. But we we still had a damn good time. Oh, yeah. Um, We uh, spent a little time uh, floating around out in the uh, middle of the North Indian River Lagoon. Did a little live Instagram and hung out and talked to a few people and, you know... I think it was... Uh, and then,
2: it was like right about then, uh, the switch turned on. And yeah. Things started getting a little weird, that front kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We
1: had the clouds, kind of those high clouds prefrontal coming in. Yeah. yeah.
2: Perfect example. By us, up there, overcast, windy. Uh-huh. Port St. John. Sunny. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God, did I make the wrong decision today?
1: You know, I... I <laughs> It was funny because when you and I decided where we were going to meet, I really thought you were going to trailer your boat up there. So when you texted me <laughs> and said, I'm pulling in. Yes. I had just turned down the dirt road, headed to the ramp. So I was like, kept looking in my rear view mirror, kept looking in my rear view mirror, <laughs> pulled off to the side. And then I went, wait a second. He didn't, he that motherfucker. <laughs>
3: he did that with Took daisy and
1: i and i drove down there and there you were waiting yeah. at the fucking boat ramp because
2: yeah, it was i had to do something dude that something, had to be a something with the fucking awesome
1: ride up there that morning
2: it was because i had something to do with the ladies where i had to cross over and head east over the river and crossing back over i was like you know what i'm making the call it is yeah too, too nice, nice. So, not to yeah on the way back it wasn't so much fun. But you just backed off the throttle a little yeah. bit. Slower down. Slower down.
3: Trim the Drake. Like, yep. Good to go. Golly, man.
2: Good day.
1: Absolutely good
2: day. Yeah, we finished up maybe noon 30. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think
1: that's about what time we said, hey, you know what? Light's not going to get any no. better. Let's just uh, call it at this point. Yeah. And uh, we'll come back and kick their ass another day. And then I saw a couple days later, you went out solo and uh, did just that. And I was like, you son of a bitch.
2: (laughs) So, that wasn't a couple
3: days later. Oh, Had you been stacking clips? He's like on the way back to the ramp. Yeah. You dirty dog. Uh, You dirty dog. So,
2: you know my corner. Uh I was like... This can't be the.
1: Whole. I saw the bottom, and I knew where you were, and I was like, "Oh, Mark," because I, I knew where you were supposed to be camping, and I was like, "Wow, the girls must have like went to the beach or something," because like Mark got a second chance to like go throw and, the boat in real quick.
3: And that's exactly the smile on Mark's face.
1: That's
2: exactly what it was. I called Susan. Hey, you know I'm headed home. And I, uh, you know...
1: She's like, well, there's no rush. We're doing such and such. And you're bingo. like... <laughs>
2: yep. And I was like, you know what? This is my honey hole. Uh-huh. I know there are fish there. Is this just one of those days where fish aren't cooperating, right. uh-huh. period? Like, it, we didn't do anything wrong. It just it didn't work out for us. So I was like, all right, I, I got to try.
1: Yeah. Well, you're 10 miles away. It could be a totally different vibe down there. And clearly it was.
2: And, you know, I pulled in right where I wanted to be. I saw him coming north at me and I have never had a fish so aggressively try to eat the fly multiple times that it, it just missed. And then it. Sat there. Spun around like where'd it go? Like a dog that lost its treat, like Uh and I made a bad cast, went over his back, he spooked out, and I'm like, he couldn't have gone far. I know because I'm that good. No. (laughs) (laughs) These fish don't go far. They're 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 pretty Pretty chill. Yeah. So I turned the skiff around, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get one more shot at this thing, and I'm, I'm done. Larry, I almost passed it. It was sitting right next to a branch in the water. I'm like, yep, there's that stick. Son of a... So I let out a nice cast, kept the, the actual fly line... Out in front of it, because I had the long enough leader uh-huh. to put the fly behind it, and just did that slow little creep by it, gave it one hard pop to get it kind of up off of the bottom,
1: and yeah, boom, boom,
2: that head turned, and it was game on and on the way back to the camper, I was like i i don't I don't know how to do this like we had a hard time out there today, sweetheart, and I, I go over there for 15, 20 minutes. And <laughs> like, You're like, ah, maybe, like I, maybe I
1: shouldn't post this for a couple of days. That's what
2: it was. I was like, God. But,
1: no, I'm, ha- I'm super stoked but, that you got that. That's awesome. That's,
2: that's the thing. I, it was curiosity. We had such a hard time up there with the amount of mullet that had the water dirty and the spooky fish and this and that, everything against us. Go, go a little bit away Yeah Yeah And things change A hundred percent
1: Yeah and, Total 180
2: Right And that's when you start Kicking yourself Well did I make the wrong decision To put it in at the wrong place Or should we And then You're just like Nah I'll post it on the gram
1: Okay So <laughs> One of the things That happened Prior to that trip Right between uh, The Dinghy Derby And Me going out with Marcus mm-hmm. I went out with Ben Sittig Mm -hmm. and Mike Rudder. Um, I believe Monday, um, the episode that he recorded when we fished will come from behind the paywall and be available to, you know, all of us poor people that don't pay the five bucks
4: (laughs) a a month.
1: (laughs) And, uh, I want to say this is like the fourth time that uh, I've been on one of Ben's episodes. Maybe
3: fourth or It's around there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like the third time we've done the lagoon
3: together. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, And then maybe you've got a Colorado trip in there, Utah. I think two Colorado trips. But
1: regardless, um, it was funny because I had thought, on that Monday that they were going to get up that morning and haul ass down South to meet up with uh, our friend Colin. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was calling to be like, Hey, thanks for coming to the event. Are you guys on the road? Keep between the ditches with the greasy side Mm -hmm. down. And uh, when Ben answered, he's like, hey, man, I was like, hey, you guys, uh, how far south have you made it yet? And he was like, oh, dude, we're we're getting ready to go fishing. We're going to uh, launch out a river breeze. And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> and he was like, no. He was like, you know, I still still got to get a redfish, you know, to to make this episode work. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And I was like, I, I'm actually meeting Justin and BJ for breakfast um, up here on the North Causeway. And Ben's like, Will tell us where to pick you up and we'll pick you up and uh you know, let's go fish. I was like, well shit, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I went and met with uh Justin and BJ, had had uh breakfast at wake up and um ended up uh driving down to Oak Hill and uh met them here at our private ramp and hopped on the skiff with them. Um, Mike is kind of new to the skiff game. Uh, and admittedly so he was like, Hey, uh, you know, this is my first skiff ever. Um, you know, I haven't been running it that long. So, you know, if there's anything that, you know, I need to do or, you know, you have any advice, let me know. And I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, (laughs) I just kind of stood there and, uh, He's like, do you need something? I was like, yeah, I need your seat. <laughs> but, you
2: know, so, I do the same thing with you fishing up here. Right. You you know this way better than I do the ins and outs of it, and it's just easier to handle. Well, hand. well,
1: that's what I told him. I was like, it's going to be easier for me to get yeah. us where I want to go than for me to be sitting on the front of the console doing hand signals yeah. And trying to be like, no 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 no, yeah. no. that oyster bar's there. Yeah. And uh so we we fucking hauled ass uh to our first location and uh X we were uh Ben hopped up on the platform first and uh it was windy. It was a windy day and I set us up And because I had gone to breakfast and stuff like that, it was like ultra banker's hours, Mm -hmm. Um, which was perfect. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Um, Super great high sun, viz in any direction. So I was like, okay, we're just going to put the the wind at our back. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is a little touch here, a little touch there, just keep her pointed downhill, I kept saying. And... Away we went, and we got to a spot where um, I, I believe I invoked uh, the Bree Drake rule of son of a bitch. Why did we not cast at that point? There was a point fish there. <laughs> Brie would have been like, you've got to cast at the point.
2: That happened to you and I.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You Brie, Brie is 100%. <laughs> If, you're, if you ever fish with Bree, she will be like, there's going to be a fish on this point. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like, if there's ever a time that you want to go ahead and blind cast, it's if Bree says there's going to be a yeah. fish on the yeah. point, go ahead and make that cast. Nine out of ten times, she's right. So we blew a couple of fish out off the point, and when you come around this point, there's like almost like a little slew. Along this shoreline, and I'm talking to a difference of like eighteen inches of water Um, I and mean, I could see it was like little mud and a little redfish would come darting yeah. out, and I'm like, son of a bitch, there's like a little school sitting in there, <laughs> and they're fucking one by one getting ejected yeah. right, getting fucking <laughs> shot out like a cannon, so I made a cast the fly landed in that spot where I Knew that there were fish. And I really basically fished it like the unattended dangler. And lo and behold, I didn't know, full transparency, did not feel the bite, but we're blowing downwind towards it. Mm -hmm. And so so I had not been trying to strip and keep it tight because I really wanted to stay in that zone. Mm -hmm. And I saw one go squirting out. And then when the second one came by the boat, so I'm on the platform, he went past me, not on the platform, he's got like a, uh, one of those stools, so I'm like leaning yeah. against the stool. I saw the second one go flying by, so now he's midship, and as he goes by midship, I see the fucking leader <laughs> and the fly line connection go past me. That's when I was like, big long strip, raise the tip, mm-hmm. go tight shake it a couple of times to set the hook and we had our fish and we were all uh, you know high fives all yep. around we've got a fish we're good to go and so we're like dumbass. larry says either of you guys want to fish and while they were supposed to say no, no. you stay up there Um, because it really wasn't a sight-casted fish. Right. So it doesn't really qualify. It's not the same. It doesn't qualify.
2: It wasn't an honest shot.
1: Right. It was was a hopeful shot that turned out well. Um, Ben took me up on my offer. And so I already know that Mike has limited experience Mm -hmm. on the polling platform. Um, It's super windy. It's like... Ted McBreezy, and he's yeah. wide. You That's know, a wider skin. Yeah, so I, I took the push pole, and I was like, "I'll, I'll pull." And three hours later, I'm still up there thinking to myself, "What the fuck did you get yourself into?" Right? Like, you're gassed. You're fucking just it. It made for a long, long, mm-hmm. long pole. Um, but we ended up coming across a really just, I'm not even going to call it a school. It was a wad of fish that were tight, just colored up doing their thing. The water's high, Mm -hmm. but they were like, if the water had been four inches shallower, there would have just been like this wad of tails, like a, like Mm -hmm. a, a bouquet. Yeah. They were that tight, just like. Whatever was on the bottom was getting murdered. They wanted it, and uh, Mike put it where he needed to. And I know that because I'm watching. I, I can see fish are trying to eat, you know, but they just missed it. Yeah. Um. But uh, aside from that, we saw a couple more. Uh, it was just getting tougher by the by the minute mm-hmm. with uh, the wind picking up, and uh, again, we were going downhill the whole time. Um, so we finally I called it because we had cleared all of the clean water and had gotten into an area where it was just really mulleted, muddied up, and I was like, you know what, we need to go ahead and you know reel it up. Let's let's change. Let's you know go find some clean water. And once we got the boat up on plane and we're heading back to the north, I was like, you know what, fellas i'm gonna leave you guys to it um i'm gonna take this thing straight to the boat ramp i'm gonna hop out you guys can keep fishing um I, i'm gassed man you know whatever little bit of nourishment i had for breakfast is it's long gone, gone and uh it's just about nap time for grandpa <laughs> and um, they they were like hey you know what it's time for us to head south anyway yeah. so we had a fantastic day on the water um but I I thought it was very a very good reminder that sometimes if you're throwing the right fly, and you know what, bingo, that's who won the the fly box was Ben Sittig. Oh, that's we were, right. You're right. Yes. And we were fishing yeah. one of those fly, and it had um, silly legs. Uh-huh. And it reminded me, this has been before Wyatt was born, it, or right around the time Wyatt was born. So a good, let's call it 16, 18 years ago, um, Chris Hamilton and I were fishing in the winter time, And this was back before all the grass was gone. And there was a couple of places where even in the winter, the grass cuz it was shallow enough that the grass stayed warm enough with the sun mm-hmm. that it really didn't like go down to like that real sparse spot. And it still yeah. stayed pretty thick. And there were a lot of like white potholes, sand holes. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, the redfish and the trout would hang out in those sand holes and like as you're pulling along with a bluebird sky You could see the fish from like 40, 60 feet away. And so we had found these fish, and we had fished them one day and could not get them to eat. They wouldn't spook. They wouldn't eat. They were just stoic as fuck. And I would say probably the following weekend, it had been like a week, we got back together, went back out, and the water, it was wintertime, so the water was colder for sure. And Chris was on the front, I believe, of my skiff, and he made a cast, perfect cast, into this sand hole. It was probably like a four-foot radius sand hole, and the fly landed on the grass on the far side and the redfish was facing, you know, away from the skiff or, you know, wasn't it, it wasn't one of those situations where you like you were over his back. But he like just a tiny little strip and pulled the fly into the sand hole. And he left it. And I was like, you gonna strip it? <laughs> he was like, no. And it was it had silly legs on it mm-hmm. and those silly legs just barely moving. We watched that redfish sit there and like the seconds seemed like fucking minutes. And all of a sudden that red fish started slow like you could see its caudal fins. Yeah. Start moving. Like, just
3: crawling.
1: No, 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 no. Just like kind of a little wiggle. Almost like, uh, you know, like an egg beater style <laughs> <Okay>. of, uh, <laughs> you know, kicking. And it just like rotated.
2: A little warm up.
1: And it just eased over and it crossed like probably two feet of sand <sighs> hole just in slow motion. And then whoosh, you watch, we could see the gills yeah. flare. And we could see the fly just get inhaled. And Chris was like, boop. And then it was like fucking mayhem, clearing line and whatever. Yeah. You know, but the fish that I caught with Ben Mm -hmm. reminded me of that, of sometimes if you're throwing the right materials, stripping doesn't even really need to happen. You can just let it. And the fish just inherently sees... Something's over there moving, something that looks shrimpy or crabby, and it's like just moving just enough that it interests them, and it's an easy meal that he sneaks up on and sucks up. you
2: know, that's that's one thing a lot of people don't realize, whether it's trout and or, you know, saltwater guys. Uh, With trout, everything's coming by the fish. Yeah. They're all just pointing up river, waiting for stuff to come down to them. Waiting for the conveyor belt. A little shrimp, a little crab, a little bait fish. If it's that close, it's not going to move because it knows that it will just get annihilated if it moves. So I think it's like, if I stay still long enough, yeah, there's still going to be.
1: Yeah, well, well just like the, just the gill movement or, yeah. you know, or or it's like just really slowly right. trying to move. And same thing, the redfish is like they're sitting in the hole mm-hmm. hoping that stuff comes off the grass right. and it's that ambush point. Yep. The, the the thing that was working in that situation more so than anything was Chris had unlocked the code yeah. of it's cold. They're so the not. redfish is not going to like do this crazy yeah. you know, aggr- it's not going to burn a bunch of energy because no. Meals have become a little less often. Mm -hmm. And so when he put it into the sand hole and was just like, no, I'm just going to let it sit there and see what happens. And we literally were like, okay, okay. Oh my God. He's, oh my, oh, she's turned. Oh, she's going to, no way, no way. Holy shit. She fucking ate it, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, it was just, the fucking water moving. And you see that a lot with that like rabbit. Uh-huh. That tail oh, moves a oh, lot. Like a rabbit. zonker. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Yep. Um my friend Bill Nosen used to tie what what we called the flats bunny. And it was a, a tail with a zonker and Palmered mm-hmm. uh, body. And it just sits there and just
2: undulates.
1: Undulates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you could strip it and stop, and you know it's yeah. just sitting there because there's you know, always breathing.
2: There's always something moving mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. The, on these.
1: So especially with you know, I mean, we, we've got cold fronts coming. You know, yeah. temperatures well, going, going down. Slow down your roll. Slow
2: down.
3: Slow your roll, boys. So I think this is a fitting time to discuss because we just learned. Old school knowledge at the table. Someone yes. who spent some time on the water, seen some things, to talk about a meetup happening on Saturday?
1: Yes. Uh, the Midcoast Fly Fishers. Um, it's a, a fly fishing club. Yeah. Um, who was I talking to? I want to say I was talking to somebody at the thingy before the dinghy.
2: Southern Fly Gal.
1: Yeah. And... We were talking about the fact that, like, she and I are very close in age, and like it was very common for our parents to belong to any
3: number of different clubs, like a Kiwanis Club or Or,
1: uh, Italian American, yeah, the the Bridge Club, yeah, the the you know the you know it was back when times were simpler and people actually spent time together and you compare that to looking at people today, especially Mm -hmm. really the younger generations, they might all be sitting on the same couch right,
2: and not say a
1: word and not say a word, but they're communicating on Snapchat or texting to each other. And the idea of a club to them is so foreign that they, you know, like, so, there's this fly club, um, the Midcoast Fly Fishers, and by and large, the membership of the fly club are guys well above their 50s, you know, 60s, mid-60s, mm-hmm. 70s, because um, that's what they've always known, you know? They're not on social media. Right. Um. Maybe they got a Facebook to see their grandkids or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, she's become involved with that club. And the club itself has realized if we don't recruit and get some younger generations into this club, this club is going to die. And so when I was talking to her, I said, you know, I'll be honest with you. 20 years ago, um, I went to... I think they're based more in Melbourne now, but they used to. Uh, it's, it was the back, backwater, backcountry. Okay. Backcountry fly mm. anglers. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure they're around anymore. I think they are. Um, they used to have their meetings at the uh, in in one of the meeting rooms at uh, Festival Bay uh, okay. Bass Pro Shop there in Orlando, and they would have a guest speaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is all, all this was pre, uh, social media. Yeah. Um, I remember going to one or two of their meetings. Um, one of them I went to, gosh, the guy's name was Greg. Um, he was from, uh, over where crystal, uh, used to work. uh, Okay. Around, uh, Matt Lachey. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he went by like his charter business was called Barfly, Um, and he had written a book, you know, and was pushing the book and it was on how to fish pine Island and Matt Lachey for snook Mm -hmm. and, and tarpon. And I want to say I even bought, maybe I bought his book when I was over there and then, um, John kaminsky Oh he, yeah. He he put together like a you know fly fishing Mosquito Lagoon that book. Uh, um yep. a little softbound book or whatever. Um and you know he went like area by area, you know this is how you fish this, these flies mm-hmm. work, you and, know blah blah and the blah. The book blah. is
2: still readily available.
1: available. Yeah. And and, yeah. and accurate. It, um it is. But uh I only went to two or three of them because they were dominated by guys that no longer really got out and fished. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much that they didn't have the fire in their belly. They were just in a time of their life where they can't or couldn't go out and stand on the bow of a skiff Mm -hmm. for six, eight hours. Right. Um, you know, and at the time I was in my twenties um late twenties, early thirties, and I was like, "God, these guys are so fucking lame <laughs> they just fucking get in here and talk such shit about shit that nobody cares about." <laughs> but now fast forward twenty twenty five years later, I'm like, "Wait a second, these are the guys." That we actually need to go and talk to and listen to and get that knowledge. And these are the guys that are not going to share their knowledge outside of that person. Well, not, not even the group, just one, you know, a person to person, an actual interpersonal relationship conversation. So, you know, she and I were talking about that, how. There are a lot of older guys in that club, the the club that we're going to go to tomorrow, mid mid coast, that have been fishing out here forever, yeah. and they know how it used to be. They know you know the ins and outs, and they've they've got all of these stories. And it reminds me, and I think I told her, you know, I was like, this is like a, a treasure. Of you know it'd be like it is. It's like when we go up and we see Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Nobody ever's going to get to know Howard on Facebook right. or on no. you know Instagram. But man, the knowledge that guy has and yeah. the stories he can tell. Mm-hmm. Well, there's similar guys in these in these clubs that until or unless you go seek them out mm-hmm. and become part of their crew, yeah those stories are going to die with them unless we go and we engage with them and we ask questions and we listen. And I think it's a very unique opportunity. And I also think that just like um, Birkenstocks and Doc Martens and Tree Torns (laughs) are all making a comeback in footwear you know, fashion goes in a big circle, and I think that the need and the want for personal interaction mm-hmm. is actually coming back around. Um, yes. And, and, you know...
2: Real so- socialization.
1: Yeah, real actual right. talking to pe- right. real people that are standing in front of you. Um, and, and one mm-hmm. of the things that makes me know this is... Wyatt and a bunch of his buddies just started a club at New Smyrna Beach High School. And I was floored by the fact that it didn't already exist. They're all like, they live right now to either go before school, after school, or on some days, both to go surfing. Mm-hmm. New Smyrna Beach High School did not have a surfing club. So they went. No way. Yeah. Wow! So they went and found um, somebody that would, you know, a faculty member that would sponsor, sponsor. the club. Yeah. They filled out all the paperwork, went to turn it in. And, of course, you know, the, the ladies in the office were like, oh, you didn't turn in all the right paperwork. This isn't going to happen. And they were like, well, what did we miss? What? Oh, no, you've already turned it in. They're like, no bullshit. What did we miss? We'll what? fill it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, don't know. This isn't a game. Yeah. Like, we want to do this. So they got everything, all their I's dotted, mm-hmm. T's crossed, and now there is a surfing club. And I was like, wow, holy shit. Like, you know, yeah. it's all coming full circle. Um, and it's just so happened that it's corresponding with, you know, Southern mm-hmm. Flygall saying, hey, would you mind if, uh, you know, can, can I piggyback off of your event and like let everybody at the event know? If, huh, you're not piggybacking shit. This is one big community, yeah. this is an awesome opportunity. Then-
2: I forget if the, it's on Biolab
1: Yes, they it's on Biolab. Uh,
2: they have a adopt a stretch. Yes. Area
1: yep. that they Yeah, they maintain so they've been around, yeah. they know mm-hmm.
2: they're willing to put in the work. I'll be there with Emma.
1: Yep. Um I plan on going. Um I know that uh Mason is going. Yep. I think Eric yep. Snowden might be joining him coming up. Cool. Um I'm hoping uh, uh, Earl Scott, I think, is going to be swinging he by. He sent a thumbs up. Hopefully, his son will come with him. Um, right? You know, I I hope that we run into a bunch of people that were like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, mm-hmm. you know, great to see. Because uh, my intention is probably to join the club.
2: Right, and you know, it goes back to the younger generation, like with Wyatt starting the club, him and his friends. I need to bring her out of parental things. Yeah. Mom um, has other obligations. Sure. But, you know, at 10 years old, it still shows her that.
1: Absolutely. This is
2: what humans are meant to, to do.
1: You know, <laughs> well, w- when I was definitely probably in that 10 year old to 12 year old range, um, mm, let's see. I always do the math like this second grade is eight. 10 is fourth grade. So my mom died when I was in the fourth grade. So, yeah. So 10, I'd say probably 11, 12. Mm -hmm. um, One of the big things, one of my dad's big, you know, activities, hobbies, you would call it, um, was ham radio. Yeah. And uh, they had a monthly ham radio uh, (laughs) meeting and it was at the avoca volunteer fire department firehouse nice. and we would go up and i don't know what the fuck they were <laughs> talking about but it, it seemed to bring them all joy they they you know it was it was a tight group of yeah. about 25 dudes that you know uh, talked about you know the radios their antennas <laughs> how far they had been able to communicate mm-hmm. around the yeah. world and you know right and then at least twice a year they did this thing they called uh, Field Day where oh you it, told me yeah. yeah it was a simulated um, natural disaster and they would go out and they would literally with generators and they would set up back then like tarpaulins and church tables with church mm-hmm. chairs and set up a radio station where they're gonna be like basically the communications grid is down yeah. and they're assisting and and it was like a contest and you know they would try to contact as many people mm-hmm. and it would they would literally go up on top of this mountain in Kentucky and do a field exercise and it was so much fun as a kid that was tagging along. And then I, I know I've told you guys a few times, um the Buffalo uh Ruitan Club. Mm-hmm. It's like the what was the club that you said, or like Kiwanis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the country version of Kiwanis. <laughs> it was called the Ruritan, uh, I think, for rural or whatever. Instead of Civitan, it's the Ruritan. Um They met in an old like, school, old schoolhouse that had been commu- converted into a community center, and during the fall and the winter, they did turkey shoots yeah and every saturday night during the fall and the winter my dad and i were down at the Ruitan club um remember when we were out in clyde and we went past that one uh mill kind of we went off the edge like mm-hmm. the the road went and we went under that one oh, bridge, low yep. bridge or whatever yep. that was galloway's mill yes. yes so down past galloway's mill basically where um, Beaver Creek goes into Boone Lake. Mm-hmm. there's there's The building was still there. I saw it when we passed it. That's where we would go. And uh, all these old guys, man, you know, I was 10, 12 running around mm-hmm. there, and th- they would always be like, Larry, get over here. <laughs> I bought four tickets for this round. Here, take the 16 gauge and go over here and shoot number seven <laughs> and number 11. You know, <clears throat> and – I'd get my shells and go over and shoot for them or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, it was crazy like it was all it, all the prizes were like uh, Valleydale meats meats gave away <laughs> all this stuff
2: we called them meat raffles yeah
1: <laughs> that's cool dude, yep. it was so fun yep. man and you know it's a shotgun yep. so I mean Really, it's like, you know, if you had your choke worked on or you you, you were running a full choke or Mm -hmm. modified choke, you know, you you really had the right shotgun for the distance that you Mm -hmm. knew that you had to shoot. It came down to them taking a pair of calipers and like they would go (laughs) through the first pass and like it was obvious who was like closest to the center. Yeah. And then it would get down to like the last five targets. They'd be like, okay. And then they would get the, they'd be like, Okay, down to three, down to two. And then, like, sometimes it would be so close. It would be like, is that a rip? Or, right. a, or is that two pellets? And, like, guys would be like, you know, that's two pellets. You know, like, yeah. super competitive so there's, over a fucking ham.
2: There's a, a great example <laughs> for, for those that do not know what a turkey shoot is. Pip just recently did one. I saw. Yes, and I saw that. You, yeah what Larry is describing is the judge greater holding targets up to the light box uh-huh. to see and compare. And that's how it's scored. And, you know,
1: yeah, it's just a good old country get together. It's a social event where the, uh, gun of choice is a shotgun.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, it's a fairly level playing field, except some people have some really worked-over shotguns that hold a really tight pattern. And uh, you're all shooting from the same distance. Yep. It's a paper target. And according to what the prize is each round, really it's a fundraiser for the club. So the Ruetan is actually trying to make money for the club. So you're going to pay... You know, on this round, it might be ten dollars per station. It could go up to twenty dollars. It could be a five dollar shoot. You know, and and you know uh, that that's the difference between a package of uh, you know hamburgers uh, versus uh, a fucking twenty pound (laughs) turkey. You (laughs) know. And typically the longer it went into the night, the better the, the better. meat selection got and the higher the tickets went and the more consternation was happening. Um, we we start with the Vienna sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we ever went that low. But uh, the other thing about, man, going to the Ruatan, holy smokes. They had the fucking best hamburgers ever. They had like... A grill top, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, just like a flat top grill. But that thing had probably like so 60 years of seasoning on it. Man, you'd get a burger and it would be the, the, the brand of bread up there was Kearns. Okay. And it was Kearns, you know, buns that was like super soft, like, you know, yeah. to, to the, to the better side of wonder bread, like, mm-hmm. you know, just amazing white bread and it would have lettuce, tomato dill pickle and it would just set you free Mm. just amazing um so we would always eat dinner and then uh after dinner then the turkey shoot would start and uh, my dad was usually working the thing but uh these twins hersey and percy malone (laughs) uh they would always be like hey come shoot a couple couple these for me and uh by the end of the night, you know, as a <laughs> as a 10, ten to 12-year-old, yeah. my shoulder's about to fall off, you right. know. But, uh yeah, good times, man. Holy shit. That's cool. Memory lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, is,
2: what is old Howard? Screwhead and shit-ass?
1: Spoolhead. Spoolhead. <laughs> Spoolhead and shit-ass. <Spoolhead>. <laughs> yeah, that old shit-ass. Uh. Uh. Well, uh.
2: Yeah, come out if you can.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try. It's, it's, I'm gonna try.
2: Yeah, you know, I got it posted. Larry's got it. Uh, the Taylor Trash has it posted.
1: Yeah, anything we can do to help build a stronger, more vibrant fly fishing community here locally, we're gonna get involved and in I, it.
2: I truly thought it was further north when you know mm-hmm. searching the old interweb. I didn't know it was here in
1: oh yeah, in New Smyrna. Yeah, right That's, off 44. Boom, booyah.
2: Hop, skip, and a jump.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Super convenient. You had a some. Well, I say you. The podcast had a series. Uh, it was like a knife question.
1: Oh, yeah. So um,
3: with tons yeah, of interesting tons. feedback.
1: Yeah. And brands I had never never heard, heard of. of. Same I here. Looked. And I, I haven't gone and looked them all up. Um, but um, okay, so for those of you that don't follow the podcast Instagram. Um, I posed a question, um, on a story of, you know, what is your go-to knife for everyday carry? Um, and we got just, and, and if you are on Instagram, I created a highlight, um, yes that it, you can like click the story. You can click all those stories, and the stories that are there are all the answers to that question. Um and we had stuff from old timer mm-hmm. folder, you know, yep. classic like pocket knife, case knife, knife pocket case knives. Knives, um, to I think probably the most um popular would have been uh
3: Kershaw. Kershaw was up there. Benchmade wasn't too terribly far behind.
1: Benchmade is what I meant to say. Um, There were some... There was a
3: couple like boutique-y type stuff, like Winkler's, which are... uh, Montana Knife Company. Never heard of them. Um, And then uh,
1: Gerber. Yeah. Which um, I had, I think the last time... Gerber even hit my radar was like, didn't they used to do like bear grills? Yes. Yeah.
2: He was their I think they spokesperson still lefty or Cray. Okay of yeah.
1: and for whatever reason, one of the reasons that I did that EDC post was I don't know why, but I have been getting served ads from Gerber and every one of the ones that i've seen it's like they have like a custom shop and mm-hmm. when i say custom oh
2: i've been getting the same yeah thing. it's yeah i go and play with it yeah there's <laughs> like you know
1: it's like it's like uh getting like a custom mm-hmm. able like yeah. you, you yeah. get different like you know laser engravings or whatever and like i'm looking at them and i'm like you know i've had my bench maids, uh plenty of those uh Cricket, which is what? C-R-K-T, mm-hmm. yes. which is
3: Columbia River. Knife.
2: Tactician. It,
3: I don't know what it, the T is. It's.
1: Yeah.
3: Is there a T even there? Yeah, yeah I think C-R-K-T. There yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, so, you know, that just made me be like, wow, is is this like a, because, you know, like, I don't, I've never, like, talked to Shannon about knives, like, you know, because you know they're listening yeah. on the phone. Uh, so I was like puzzled as to why they would be coming up serving me those ads. Now Andrew, Andrew's always packing a yeah. knife. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's the association
3: yeah. of mm-hmm. you know. Andrew and I.
2: I think it it, it well, may be the algorithm of well they outdoor right
3: well outdoor and I want to say it was last year or maybe the year before they kind of made a little push in like they did had some they fly fishing ads nippers and they had nippers. a couple a yep. couple like guides they sponsored so it yeah. might be in association really? with that yep, yeah they have,
2: okay uh, nippers and what are those other things called pliers
3: yeah and a, a I saw some there. of their multi tools like uh, oh
2: yeah.
1: You like Swiss Army knife yeah. style, or oh, like yeah. le- so? No, I'm thinking Leatherman,
3: like a Leatherman yep. style. I have one. Oh, you do? It's in my truck. Um, from lunch. Gerber. From Gerber. My dad gave it to me for my 14th birthday. No and shit. I'm not. No joke. And so it's like two years old. <laughs> it's yeah. It's two. No, it's probably four, sixteen, seventeen years old now. Awesome. Um. And my brother broke the file off in a cabinet years ago trying to pry a door open.
4: Of
2: course.
3: Um, I almost got it confiscated in South Korea on a work trip. Managed to like Spookin? snag it back. Yeah. And he was like, want to no, know I had so many. I had to explain that. I, like, I use them for wire crimpers. And he's like, whatever. And I just like immediately like shipped it home. Was like, I'm not losing this. Right. There's pink spray paint on it from, I did a project for my sister. You know, those like, uh, little Tyke cars. Uh-huh. She bought one for her girls, and they were painting it black and pink, and putting like Mickey Mouse ears on it. And I like painted it for, her and used it to like fix a wheel, and got some overspray on it. So, but it it works super good. It's obviously lasts lasts well. really long. I mean, I've oh, had yeah. it in the salt water. I've dunked it. Doesn't really rust that bad. You know, I've rinsed it off. But I, right. I haven't really taken care of it, and it's been it's taken care of me. Well, you know it's funny. I, I, you know, I think that
1: EDC. You know, a lot of people are like well, EDC. What's that? You know, yeah, everyday carry, and it's like well, that's that's weird. And it's like, no, it's not really weird. Like, yeah. you know, like
2: you're comfortable with your fanny pack. I'm comfortable with my knife.
1: And and not only that, it's like it's a tool that's readily accessible. Yes. Yeah. That you know, over time, I think that the EDC has almost morphed into kind of like you know, a hey, bro, I'm tactical, yeah, kind of for sure. Uh, yes. Imp- implication, yes, versus like practical, yeah. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and the funny thing is, like, I was so stoked to see, like the fact that people were like p- actual pocket knives, like an mm-hmm. old timer. So and, and I did the neck knife that mm-hmm. s- yeah. um and you guys have seen me mm-hmm. wear that neck knife. Mm-hmm. I don't do it EDC, but no. if I'm on a camping trip it's or there. I'm on a on a long yeah, fishing just, trip. You've got it
3: nearby. You can
1: do something I with can it. do it I can one handed do what I need yep. to do, stow it back. Um I was just It's surprised. just convenient and it's small and
3: it's light and I, And I I carry like a Puma um old timer like it's got two blades on it, it's got a regular and then a skinning yeah. blade. And uh-huh. it but it's it's fits in my pocket and it's perfect. Well that's what I was gonna say is like you know,
1: growing up, um, if you didn't have a pocket knife in your fucking pocket You were a nerd. Yeah, like what what are,
2: <laughs> But that it goes back to I don't want to say I was upset or disappointed. Made me sad, I guess, that there weren't more Swiss Army knives, old, old folders, timer,
1: Barlow, Barlow. There you go.
2: Case Emma has a case that I bought her because uh-huh. you know and she turned. I think it was six or something. And I <laughs> remember around
3: seven or I can't remember if it was seven or eight. My dad like it was a Christmas present. I got one. We, yeah. About a year we, later, my brother got one.
2: Are we? Past that circle now, where
3: it'll come back around, right? Yeah. You know, because I mean,
1: I bought Wyatt a couple of old timers. Um, I mean, uh, I've got case knives, and you know, like, you're not going to use it. To kill something, no, and that's escape. not what it's going to be to me. To to that's open not what a, a letter. Yeah, or, exactly. Or a box. Yeah, or, or you know, you've got a snag on your finger, and, and you can yeah, just sit there and, sit and like mindlessly, mindlessly like scrape yeah. it till it's you know, mm-hmm. or, or clean out underneath your fingernails after you change the oil, or um, it, it, it. cut some paracord when you need yep. to. What whittle, whittle, yeah. pass some time. I yep. mean, so. Uh, you know, knives are amazing tools. What
2: do I got on today, Gerber. It,
1: there you go. Oh, you got a Gerber. Yeah. Let me see it. So, what model would this be?
2: Uh, Sam's Club three pack.
1: Oh, uh, love it. Even better for like forty bucks. Super rusted. You need to oral this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like I guarantee you, if you stopped Howard. He'd have a fucking knife in his pocket.
2: It's just the way... Because
1: you never know when you need to cut some twine.
2: You never know. You, it,
1: just anything. Yeah. I think
2: my first a loose one thread on a not, shirt. right was not a case knife. I had to earn that. Mm-hmm. That was earned. But my first one was, of course, a folding pocket knife. But it was from Cub Scouts. So yeah. it was blue and it had, you know, the bear or the wolf. Yeah, it had like the BSA went,
1: logo on it.
2: Right. And it had a can opener, a file,
1: uh-huh. and yeah. the knife blade. I know exactly what the knife it. you're talking about. And that went. And it everywhere. had it had the like the little metal the, ring at the right. end so, so, you, so that you could put like it on a on a string or yep. um You know what is the most tragic upsetting fucking thing to me with <laughs> knives is when you like there's one at the house in Tennessee it, it's it's my dad's knife I know it's my dad's knife I've seen that come in and out of his fucking pocket a million times and I can't believe of all the people cause like it, what was, what's it called in the Boy Scouts like a totem ship it, badge it's you where have you have to, have to display your knowledge of knives and your ability to be safe with now knives. They, now they
2: call it the the
1: whittling chip. Okay, what well, used to be called it right, toten chip, chip. toten yep. chip badge.
4: Yep.
1: Um, and he was like really big on you know using a knife properly. Mm-hmm. So back to what's really fucking sad, and it really breaks my heart that it ended up ultimately. I know it's my dad's fucking knife. It's a little case, three blade, and it's I, it's sitting right now in the uh, kitchen window that looks mm-hmm. out over the cornfield, and one of the fucking blades about an eighth of the way down, the like point is broken off <laughs> of it, and I'm like, how could you like right. fucking <laughs> be using it like to pry something, you dummy? I mean, Um,
2: I've used plenty of knives as a uh, flathead
1: uh screwdriver. Yeah. Yep. Oh, We all have.
2: We all have. But, no, I've seen that knife, and I've wanted to pick it up and be like, ooh. Yeah. Like,
1: hmm. No, and and so my intention, and and probably when I go up uh, this next trip, because.
2: You may be able to uh, have a uh, tip ground into it. Well, that's
1: what that's what the plan is yeah. because it hasn't been the right time of year, mm-hmm. but when I go up this next time, it will be cuz the shop will be open. The garage will be in full swing oh. mm-hmm. cuz it's cold out. Oh. That's, so that's
2: a big stove.
1: So you 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 go out, he feeds in the morning and then it's t- like it's a steady like process of people coming through loafing and hanging out and bullshitting and telling stories. And if I bring that knife in there, he's got a bench grinder and be like, do you think there's enough to get like a point back on this? (laughs) And it'll be like a day long process of getting like the right point back on it. It'll come back completely sharpened. The blade's going to be shorter than it originally was, but,
2: um, but there's still little one boy I wanna I want to have open up to us in the old garage. Uh he's a brother. He's usually really
1: quiet. Oh, you're talking about uh Harold. Harold. Harold Ketchern. Yes. Yep. And and he's his brother is Floyd. Um
2: I've maybe heard him say three words.
1: Yeah, he's very it quiet. Varied. Very but quiet.
2: No there's stuff in there that's and,
1: like The crazy thing is, I don't know if you've paid attention, um, Harold's brother Floyd Mm -hmm. has a fucking 73, I believe, Grand Marquis. That's cool. Oh, that's right, yeah. 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 Um, In pretty fucking mint condition. Uh, But, uh, yeah, now what's weird is go back 30 years, 35 years, Floyd was always the one that was coming by the garage and hanging out he He looks like a and you'd never ever see Harold really, never, and now you never see Floyd, and Harold comes over, but Harold's still super super super, super quiet, like
2: he's done some gangster shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know those guys,
1: yeah. And they live. They live like if you knew, like when you're standing in front of Howard's garage, if you look, you've got the black barn-dominium bullshit mm-hmm. thing yeah. that's getting. But you kind of come over a little bit to the right. And you got that brick house that's across yeah. The, yeah. the highway. Up on that knob, on right there. behind there, is where those two guys oh, live. They okay. both live up on that, and that's one of those roads that you don't. Like, venture off. So like, it's like my driveway. Right. Yeah. You probably, if you, you don't, don't want to
2: follow it all the way in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, if you're going down through there, you, at some point you start going, mm, why am but, I still driving back right. here? This cannot yeah, that'd end be well.
2: A good time to see pulling out an old timey pocket and <laughs> them old boys.
1: Oh, yeah. Give um, me that, Larry. <laughs> well, the, the other cool thing, especially with Case is uh and i i always have to look it up and i wish i was more fluent in it
4: mm-hmm.
1: so that when you go to like um a second hand store mm-hmm. or a yard sale um if you open the blade where it says case on the blade yeah there's a series of x's mm-hmm. and such that tells what year in yeah. month that knife was made, yep. And man, there are some of those even in okay condition that are super highly collectible. Yeah. So, case knives. I don't own one because I'm, I'm I'm wanting to find an older one. I don't want to just buy a new one. I love the fucking yellow, um, like that butter mm-hmm. yellow um,
2: pearl
1: and. Is it, it
2: the Pearl or just a straight yellow? It's just
1: like the straight okay. yellow, but it's like this like really yeah. muted, soft yellow um, trapper model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something like that. But, uh, you know, like when I go to... Um, I actually have... I, I need to go and look at it. Um, I bought a case from um, Anchor Hardware.
4: Because,
1: mm-hmm. you know... I saw their case display, and I was like, ain't nobody bought a fucking knife out of this son of a bitch well, in a that's long, how, time.
2: That's how I came across Emma's. And
1: I was like, can I see that one? And I bought it, and it's literally sitting on top of the beer fridge. It mm-hmm. came in like a collectible tin, and it's that's just been sitting
2: up there. Uh, and
1: No intention of ever taking it out. Yeah. No, you know, and that's just
2: how we got Emma's. We were up in blowing rock or whatever mm-hmm. it was and we had to go mm-hmm. into that hardware shop for something yeah and I saw the case
1: the uh, case case the case case
2: and I was like ah, let me look and lo and behold it you know had the pink inlay and it said oh, oh yeah. my first case oh it no way I'm trying to like, think what
3: uh, if that was a Napa Auto Parts it was some
2: I don't know what oh. it was I know where it's, yeah. it's right
3: where 321 meets <laughs> yep <laughs> 151.
1: Okay, so the next time we're up, we need to ask Howard. Um, Where's your knife? Thomas Hardware mm-hmm. over in Bluff City. It's a time capsule. Like when the Thomases closed that thing down um, due to the health of the parents, one of the daughters occasionally would open it. It's just like if you happen to be driving by on a Saturday when she had it open. You could whip in. You could go in there and get, you know. And to this day, like if you drove over to Bluff City and like, pressed your face up against the glass, it's a hardware store from the 40s Fuck. that's still like shit on the shelves. Yeah. And I want to ask Howard, do you know did they have case knives behind the fucking You camera? know they're good. Oh, you know they're good. Can you
3: imagine going in there and being and like, and he'd go, mm, mm. Mm. yep or no? He'd know yeah, right he'd, off he'd the be bat. Yeah,
1: like, eh, mm. nah. But they got old timers. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was a with our wide range of listeners? I was surprised nobody pulled out a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> clicking the, through the stories back and forth, and I'm like, God, there were somebody. several people
1: that like went like super like, you know. The guy three houses down across the fence has a forge, and he makes knives. Yeah. Those are my favorites. And it's like, that's cool and all. Right. And I've got some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But whatever happens... It's if,
2: not my everyday carry. No. That's uh, right. Yeah. It's exactly. usually, if you have something like that, it's an heirloom. Yeah. With a story yeah. behind it. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk about your friend that was a blacksmith for a couple of summers. Right.
3: Well, there was a uh, back twenty fourteen fifteen era. I had a I had a Jeep YJ, but I was a part of the Space Coast Jeep Club, mm-hmm. and one of the guys who I used to hang out with more than the others actually was on Forged in Fire. Like a couple years later. Oh wow! And I
2: still like
1: watching that show. It
3: was the episode where they made him make like the Chris with the the blades that
1: I know the show, but I didn't watch. Yeah.
3: It. Well, it's one of the, and like, I think he got, I don't think he was the first one out, but he might've been the second. Um, and it was just need to be like, <laughs> I actually know that guy. Well,
1: you know, I think, um, it's an interesting topic. And especially with what we do, you know, between going camping mm-hmm. and being on the boat and fishing and just generally being more outdoors oriented, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't surprised that people had an opinion on what yeah. the you know yeah. their favorite was. And the cool thing was, like you guys said there were a lot of brands that popped up and mm-hmm. some of them weren't even one off, like one person commented, It was like a couple, like, yeah. there was one. I still haven't looked it up. It was like a series of letters. It was like, E blah, blah. yes, I know what you're there's, talking about. Yeah, there's and I course. was like, I need to look that up. And then Nobody there was popped a fucking, off with microtech. Then there was a squirrel yeah. or a shiny something. Yeah. And I forgot to look yeah. it up, but, uh, I'm definitely going to circle back around. Trap. <laughs> uh, I
4: don't
1: know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I'm up to like twenty-four now. Um so uh yeah. Um if you got an old case laying around, hang on Hit up hang Larry. On to it. <laughs> or if you want to pass it on to somebody that will appreciate it, um send it over broken yeah. broken blades accepted because uh we can fix them because we have a Howard. The garage is <laughs> is the garage is open. Um what else? Uh, what else we got um, on our
3: notes? To Ben adds to the fleet.
4: Oh yes, yes you
3: um, and I didn't add this show note so in multiple ways. Yes, yeah. Wheeled and water Ben craft. has been busy. Balling. Ben has been doing the most unbend shit in twenty twenty three, which is buying things that work and don't and need don't me require... to do things to yeah. them.
2: Very true.
3: Um. <laughs> I think we kicked it off with the Hobie Cat. Yep, which I have not sailed that yet. I am this waiting would from. Would have been perfect. I would have been too windy. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I would have been terrified running yeah. that thing. Yeah. The I have. I mean, it's the guy sold it to me with every manual that it came with from '73. So, like, I have all the instructions how to set it up, but I haven't actually like put the mast up yet or it, I I ha- yeah seen. and i know it takes like about an hour and then you can probably get it down to probably 20 or 30 minutes once you get kind of good at it but i'm waiting for dad to heal up a little bit we bought it together i want to run it with him yeah um so she just sits pretty in my backyard and i look at her nice um
1: speaking of your backyard not to derail you mm-hmm. we'll come back to your um vessel collection. and collection <laughs> mm-hmm. of uh, recreational vehicles. Um your your pond and the boat display mm-hmm. um really, really, now that it's like kinda you know, the construction y look to it is gone. It's Everything's gone. kinda healed up. It, yep. And you had the water running. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, what a I what a great water feature. So
3: much joy listening to the water just babble out the back. And I can be all the way up at the house and walk out the door to clip the dog in to go to the bathroom. I hear just that.
2: Bark. You know, like, give you more joy. What tarpon?
3: Yep. So <laughs> I I did an assessment because like when I I drained the pond to kill all the tilapia, Correct. off, yeah, Get them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hurt my minnow population badly.
1: It's okay. They um, come back
3: quick. And I took a stock, and I was like. Damn, there's a lot of minnows in here. I think we can support some life now. Um, I
2: Don't throw a bass in there, boy.
3: Ooh. Well, there, so there's this <laughs> this weird little thing where I want to do, like, a, a couple, like, Florida native species. So I want to throw in some bluegill. I want to put a bass or two in there. Baramundae? I kind of want to put a gar in there and then a couple tarpon, maybe a snook. Uh-huh slip a little red in there and then just know what's there. You, right. You, Let it ride.
2: You need more prey than predators though.
3: Well, there's a cool thing where <laughs> the bait shop
2: Oh yeah, I didn't think um, that
3: Yeah. down by the bridge under the railroad tracks yeah. basically. Yeah. sells shiners, yeah. 50 of them for 6 bucks.
1: Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go that. spend
3: about 50 bucks like, on shiners. Throw them in there. Preload that puppy. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if you gotta wait a couple of weeks, go get fifty more shiners and dump and, them in there. Right. right.
4: Yeah, they don't oh,
2: need
3: any. And it I'll be honest there. with you, with as much rain as we've had, cool. get a dip net
1: and mm-hmm. stop on any ditch right now. Yeah. yeah. You could uh, you could load up yeah. with
3: mosquito yeah. fish. And, yeah, I'm sure some of mine swam through hundreds to sambuza.
1: Hundreds of bamboos in there. I've
3: got quite a few in there. And yeah. they repopulate pretty quick. Yep.
2: Uh the I took pet store in the, Rhode Island has a uh, That's marijuana.
3: No, we're gonna mess this up <laughs> real quick. I just got the exotics out of the pond. Um, but at the dingy derby we had you remember how all the mangrove seeds were floating by? Yeah. Did I you grabbed grab some? I grabbed five nice. three of the I think it'll be black mangroves. Red mangroves. Red mangroves, okay. Oh, shoot. Uh, and then the shoot, yeah. and then the I propagule the, and then I grabbed two of the pods, the pods, yep. mm-hmm. um, and I planted the three red mangroves where I wanted them. Nice. And I said, "Go with the wind." And I threw the two pods in there, so we're gonna see where mangroves pop up. Cool. Um,
2: That's how you do it.
3: Because there's been, I haven't seen them as much the last two weeks, but this past month there's two red red-tailed hawks that have been everywhere oh it's been I've watched them grab squirrels off the ground it has been fun watching those like one's very young probably it's not even fully colored up yet it's somewhere right in the middle yeah and you'll see him like he'll fly up in a tree and watch and then all of a sudden it's like
1: I actually saw a pair of northern harriers uh, okay out in the lagoon when I was fishing with Ben um the Monday that he fished. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and they were, like, definitely on the hunt over the marsh. It mm-hmm. was really freaking cool. That's rad. Um, has anybody heard um, any more of
3: the flamingo sightings? I I feel like it lasted, like, two weeks, and then I, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. I, mean, I heard recently about some on the west coast kind of further up. North, and they yeah, would be...
1: I know that the ones that were around here were around Three Sisters, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't heard anybody really talking. But those that's the kind of thing where it could they could still be around and it's just like no longer the yeah. talk of the town, right? You know, yeah, they could so. be
2: on this shoreline while everybody's right,
1: right? Yeah, so anyway, I was just curious if anybody had heard any more yeah. sightings of those because that nope. was
3: pretty unique,
1: yeah.
3: Um. But, yeah, um, this canoe popped up on Marketplace. Wow. And it popped up probably now. It's probably like um, five weeks ago. How many times have you been huh? out in it? I haven't yet. <laughs> I haven't. It, it has pissed me off because it has been the last two weeks.
2: I was going to say, in, in Ben's defense, he had sent me the picture and was like, Hey, look, I picked this up. Any chance you want to go out? Couple days from now, or whatever. Mm, forecast is looking kind of crappy, Ben. Wind's supposed to pick up this weekend, right? It, yeah. And and then something came up here, and then it was Derby weekend, and
3: yeah, because I think I got it a week before the Derby. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, he's tried,
3: and it like it popped up, and I was like, it's a it's a Winona Kingfisher. And it's in the ultralight configuration, which I've wanted for a couple of years, but kind of was like, not going to happen. And this one popped up like... Where where was this originally
1: built? This sounds like a uh, Minnesota watercraft. I, I think
3: it, it might be Minnesota. It might even be Wisconsin. I'd have to look it up. But uh, Winona. Up near the border water, boundary water boundary area. Boundary um, So I think it is Minnesota. Um and it, it popped up like forty percent off sticker price. Guy said he used it one time. It looked brand new, wow. and I was like, "I don't quite have the cash for this. Is, this." is this being stored indoors? It's yeah, it's in my garage on top of my skiff. All the right. door as shut as I can get it. Um, I actually ordered a like a canoe cover that encases the whole thing just for traveling purposes too, going oh, down yeah. the road. Right. Um, and so probably two, three weeks after I found it, I was like, I can't still be there. I looked it up and it was there and I had the cash. I said, Hey, can you meet tomorrow? He's like, yeah. So he had bought it cause he has like a kid and then two net cousins that like would go fishing with him. And, he kinda quickly realized they all wanted to go at the same time. He's like, Well this doesn't work. So he bought a Hells Bay and he's like, I really he's like, I've had it for like a year and a half. I just have I've used it one time. And I was like, man, I'm not even gonna try to like knock you down on the price. Here's the cash, I'm gonna go. We chatted for a long time. He fly fishes the lagoon a little bit. Um he got an Eldora. Um Wow. Yeah. Rare bird. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> and I didn't make fun of him for it. But the um <laughs> I like your whip, Ray. I <laughs> yeah, mean, exactly, sweet whip. But and then, like, ever since I bought it, it's like just sitting there.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. So hopefully, I'm gonna even if it the weather is shit, I'm gonna take it out and no, Goat this Creek week is looking and good. try to do some. Dad and I have a tradition of fishing on Black Friday. I forget what happened last year. We didn't get to go this year. He's not going to be able to go do it. So I might take it out on black Friday and go just dunk it in the creek. Mm -hmm. Pretty close to his house. Snook and tarpon. They won't be big. I've caught like a two foot snook out of there. I haven't caught any big, nothing more than like a five pounder out of there. Right. But I I think that might be
1: a good way to christen it.
3: yeah. Yeah. A good way to go. Slime.
1: So, uh, uh, you know, um, in my mind, your other acquisition mm-hmm. uh, leads me to believe that uh, you and Miss Daisy are going to be riding bicycles around Fort Wilderness a lot in the future.
3: Things
2: are good it, in the picket.
3: So, house. the good thing about <laughs> Fort Wilderness is outside of like one month out of the year, it's just way too fucking expensive. Um, September is about the only time it's like 70 bucks to camp there a night versus like right now it's 200 bucks a night for oh, like for bucks. like not even like their premium one just like they're they've got like three or four levels of like RV camping pads it's like the basic ones like two and it goes up to almost 300 bucks so like that's insane so like thankfully only September's like even remotely in the like I'm going to throw up if you even suggest it wheelhouse wow.
2: cuz I want to say whatever weekend we were camped we camped at jetty park veterans day weekend uh-huh it was like 15 bucks a night <laughs> right well so
3: like we grew up camping state parks
2: yeah, yeah. so you'd pay your Daisy
3: grew to- up they just kind of more like boutique RV private RV park kind of places right so yeah so like we stayed We picked it up last Friday, or maybe it was the Friday before.
1: Last Friday.
3: Last Friday. Um, And we picked it up in St. Augustine. Her parents are already staying at a place in St. Augustine. So they, like, booked us a night, and it was like, I mean, we didn't even bring plates or anything. We just brought coffee cups and a French press, and we're like, fuck it, this will work for the morning. Because we had to get back here. We had, like, a cooking class um, Saturday evening. So we stayed the night, camped there we currently have booked out um a it's like 2 days in fort myers for one of her friends weddings at the end of january and then booked a spot in gainesville for the colby concert which we'll circle back to um for the weekend so i think we're going to go up like friday come home sunday and then
2: i call bottom bunk
3: it's got here's <laughs> the crazy thing and i mean like you'd have to damn near be a midget for like the fifth person <laughs> But it's got it's got a queen bed, upper and a lower bunk, and then
2: usually the kitchen table the dinette slash, yeah. folds
3: down into a bed. But I don't know that it's even like
2: it's not even a bed size. I don't even know that it's, it's five long. and a half
3: feet long. Yeah, it's like, for the ours. kids, yeah, exactly yeah. for the kinder. Yeah. Um. So you know, next year, unfortunately, probably at some point, it's coming up. Um. Not it's not. There's no test or anything that says it's coming. But I don't know. <laughs> wait, like, she wants test? a kid. I you could bet- only hold get- out so long. You
2: better knock on this wooden table right now, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>,
3: <laughs> I just know we talked about, like, I'd like to wait three years, and we're breathing down year two right now. So, And it, it comes up in conversation. Not, not more than I'd like because I'm kind of whatever with it.
2: Get another dog.
3: <laughs> see that's the other thing she's offering. i'm like fuck no please i do not want another dog like i love ty
2: she wants a kid i'll let her borrow
1: emma
3: for. but ties <laughs> like if you go out of town and you can't bring the dog with you it but just creates like a headache and it's like well you don't get you to have, leave the kid at home you have a i know and you that's don't just, of, you that don't, annoys me larry i want to be able to drop it at the kennel let him hang out for two weeks i'll pay for the extra like Playtime and peanut butter treat. That the kid'll be fine, but <laughs> no. Um so it's not drop drop the kid off at the grandparents. Yep. Yes. Um Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. It's but it's like it's like one of those things where it's like, do I want kids? Yes, one hundred percent. And then I'm like, but would I be fine without one? And you're kind of like, yeah, I'd be fine. But then like the ne- a couple months later, you're like, eh, it'd be kind of fun. Um, and you don't have kids because they're kind of fun. But like, I don't know. I'm not in a rush for that. But I also do know yeah. at some point I'm going to get outvoted. Right. Um, and if I, I think if I make it three years before she's like, let's have one, I think I would probably did really good. Ooh. I mean, I'll be 32 well, in February, which is fine. <laughs> Like, that's fine.
2: We know what's going on in that camper.
3: That's right. I told Ben. (laughs) Not yet. I I reserve the right to be able to place the, if the trailer's rocking, don't come knocking, knocking sticker on it. (laughs) So her mom sent us a text right after we got it. She's like, I'm going to get this for your camper. Ha, ha, ha. Because it's like, please knock. We might not be wearing pants. And she meant it because, like, Daisy usually sleeps in, like, shorts and one of my shirts. So, like, you can, it just looks like she's not wearing pants. And, like, we joke about it all the time. That she's like Winnie the pooh it. And so that's where her mom was coming from. <laughs> and, yeah. so And so that's where her mom was coming from. I just text her. I was like, that was a bold move. And then she's like, that's not what I meant. Da-da-da. And so like, it's me, her mom, and Daisy in this group text. And I was like, but honestly, when you booked us a spot across from yours, I thought, wow, Stacy's brave. And <laughs> the chat got like uncomfortably quiet. And Daisy texted me. She's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh god but it's like you can only find so like oh. when your in-law presents you away oh like, absolutely with them, you have to they, go they for they it they tee it up you
1: crush it right down the center of the fairway exactly and they did it you know all those years down the road that
2: you know w- when and if it finally does happen i want to be the one to tell her that she
3: will be having a grandchild <laughs> I I would actually pay money to let you have that privilege.
2: On behalf of. We do. They have bequeathed me the honor.
3: We do this. Her family does this tradition every year where they draw names. And, like, their Christmas presents you've got to buy. It's got to be, like, a high-quality ornament. And then you have to get, like, a nice card. So I'm going into year three of this. Um, I had her dad last year. And I wanted, if you go to, like, Hobby Lobby, they have, like, those, like, baby announcement like where it looks like a sonogram and you're like you're supposed to stick the sonogram in there and I've wanted to buy it because I bought my truck last year and I wanted to get this thing that looks like a baby announcement and then just stick a picture of my truck in it and give it to him because he's always like when are, when are you making me a grandpa
2: so you buy individual ornaments?
3: yeah so like let's say it was you me Jameson and Larry we put a hat with all four names you draw a name and you have to buy that person oh, okay an ornament oh, yeah, and a car yeah okay. kind of gotcha. thing gotcha um, but the gift is defined as... It has to be a quality
1: ornament. An ornament so it's that really you're always like, quality. oh, this is the ornament that Ben got me in
3: 23. Well, and here's the kind of fucked about, up part about it. They all go on their tree. There's like one tree that gets all these ornaments. Um, and it just lives in Lottie, Florida. But at the same time, I'm like, it's also not in my house.
2: Lottie, Lottie.
3: Lottie, Lottie. Hey
2: Ben, I got you this 10-pack, 75% off at the Walmart.
3: It, he probably... <laughs> He'd probably be pissed if you bought a Walmart ornament. He's, he's got these really weird particular things. It's got to be almost like a Hallmark okay ornament. For him.
2: He has and shoes. Yeah. I respect
3: the game. He just got new ones for his birthday two weeks ago. They're ridiculous. Nice. You know you're in
1: trouble, though, when you're at the in-law's house uh-huh. and you're doing stockings. <laughs> and every other thing that comes out of the stocking is an at-home pregnancy test.
4: <laughs> yeah, that
1: would be a problem they, they have dialed up the fucking business
3: they, So far that's not been a problem They get, We do play, uh, we call it Baby Bingo And like when we get together with her whole family as a holiday No, no, hear me out <laughs> No, no it, I'm gonna explain This podcast it. gets better and it better It does, oh, folks So we, we both have a grid on our phone So like it randomizes the names And every time someone asks when are you going to have a kid We like click the button and we, like, try to see who can get their five in a row first. So we're getting pretty close because our family's got no patience and willpower. It just – and every time – I was like, every time you ask, we add six months, and thank you for my chip and baby bingo. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I have to explain this game to them, and now they think it's pretty fucked up. But uh, I like it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Serve it right back to yeah. them. Yes. All right. What we got? Um, but da da
1: Thank you to all oil. the
3: sponsors from 2023 events. Yeah, I think we covered yeah. that. Ongoing support from Grundon's and Riversmith. Of course. Absolutely.
1: Uh, and and that really goes out uh, to all the listeners um, that have taken advantage of the discount code for Grundon's as well as Riversmith. Um, each time you guys use that discount, you win, we win. And we appreciate the support that we get mm-hmm. because of that. It helps us uh, pay the light bill here. Um, Warm the food. Keep the food yeah. flowing before the podcast and uh, all that good stuff. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, we have added, like we talked about earlier, new sticker, a uh, couple of new stickers, mm-hmm. uh, quite a few new hats. Yeah. Um and I think you'll be happy with our hat pricing. Um, no more $30 hats or any of that horse shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much uh, across the board, with the exception of the ones with the leather patches, uh, 27 dollars for a hat. Yeah, there you go. So um, go shopping. It's Christmas. Talking about stocking stuffers. Uh, get, get some trashy gear.
3: And speaking of shops, how not to run a fly shop.
1: Oh, how not to run a fly shop. So don't get me started. (laughs) The um, this past week, I was up in Jacksonville getting uh, some treatment for the old cancer. And uh, in my haste to uh, pack and get out the door and get up there, um, I forgot to grab a belt so uh, lucky for me, the first day I was up there, um, I had a pair of uh, Sim's um, fleece for mm-hmm. wearing like under waiters. Yeah, um, I think somebody on my put on that post referred to him as joggers. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's wearing joggers <laughs> or whatever. Um, it's what the kids call sweatpants. Yeah, it's what yeah. the kid, Well, I think it's because it, it, it has a cuff at the bottom. Uh, I think that makes it a jogger. Oh, um, I'm learning. These were just. Sims, underweighter. No, there's underwader, you know, like thermal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, underpants. (laughs) You saw me in my underpants. (laughs) Uh Uh, But uh, I'm like, okay, I need a belt um, for, Mm -hmm. you know, wearing my britches tomorrow. And uh, I thought, okay, I'll go buy the fly shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Well. You know, um, I think the last belt that I got, which I'm pretty dang – Happy with um, I got at the fly box, and I want to say it was um, fish pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that tarpon, um, yeah. yeah. You know, buckle with the web, you yep. know, belt style. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, uh, they're probably gonna have something that I'm gonna be happy with. So we go strolling into the Jacksonville fly shop, and. Apparently, I had my cloaking device on um There was one other person in the shop when we walked in, and that person was at the counter already um not engaging in a transaction but uh discussing a fly pattern um talk at and shop talking shop they were tying a fly, discussing the pros and cons of it, and you know. The guy behind the counter was, you know, doing his best to impress, you know. Of course. All the features of this fly that he had he had come up with. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking crab pattern. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a fucking crab, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing new about it other than maybe the thread color that you've decided right. to use. and how many wraps. But, like, ten minutes into, wandering around probably the worst organized fly Mm -hmm. shop I was finally able in three different locations to find belts none of which were like super high priority Mm -hmm. like liking but I finally found one I was like this will do so I have the belt in my hand and Shannon surreptitiously took that photo of me as I mm-hmm. was standing there, just wanting to fucking run my credit card and, <laughs> yeah. and get out of there. Because like clearly, you know, the priority was crab fly one hundred and one. Um, you know, there was n- no greeting, no "Hey, can I help you find anything?" Uh, yeah. um, well. While I'm standing there, like, looking disheveled in my joggers and uh, (laughs) awaiting somebody to say, can we take your money? Mm -hmm. Some other dude walks in with a fly reel that he wants to switch from right hand to left hand Mm -hmm. or left hand to right hand, one of the two. So the guy immediately starts taking this reel apart and has no idea how to switch it and is like just slowly taking different pieces and parts apart. Oh no. And (laughs) I was like, at some point I actually walked over and was looking at it myself. Like maybe if I can speed this along, (laughs) I'll get to check out. And when I picked it up to like, potentially help him that's when he realized oh shit and he goes are you ready and i was like yep and i hand him the not did you find everything yeah. you needed hey thanks for coming in sorry about the weight you know let me and so you know fly shop 101 i just want to go over it again for anybody that happens to work at the fly shop or owns a fly shop just go over Fly Shop 101 with your staff. Rule number one greet, greet. the customer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Offer to help. If they say, nope, I'm good, I'm just shopping, follow it up with a cheerful, that's great. If you need any help, oh, I'll be right boy. over here. Mm hmm. That's all, it's all, it's all I'm looking for.
3: Which is exactly what happened two Sundays ago when I went into Old City. Mm-hmm. They had a, I, I apologize for not remembering his name. They've got a guy who works on Sundays. Okay. Um, younger kid who belongs to the St. Augustine Fly Fishing Club. Okay. At the school. Um, and I wasn't even in the door. And he's like, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah. And then he's like, can I help you find anything? I was like, I'm just head back here for just a couple of materials. He's like, yeah, man, if you need anything, just let me know. Yep. And yeah. we chit-chatted and made small talk as I rang up and...
2: Yeah. I would have when he it, it, when If I didn't need the belt, started, if I did
1: not need it. Yeah, you wouldn't have bought it. I would have I would have just put it back down and walked out. Yeah.
2: See, I, I think I would have left it on the counter and walked out and like gotten a phone charging cord and Huck Fendit style <laughs> or something. Just so I can go to Walmart and get a you know
1: Yeah. A gym. shitty five dollar belt. <laughs> right, right. Just
2: something. Because to be ignored is one thing, but to be ignored and passed over is...
1: Yeah, Like I felt like, okay, I'm at least second up. No, the third guy came in and got bumped ahead of me, and I'm the only one that's there to fucking actually spend any money. I was going to
2: say that. Guy learning the crab pattern, cool. You're talking shop. You're teaching something. Well, yeah, he's whatever.
1: probably going to end up buying some S- material. Some yeah. but he's clearly not in a hurry. Old boy yeah. comes
2: in with his reel. Hey, I don't know how to change this. Do right. It for- it's, I don't. Well, uh, the the guy behind the counter should have
1: the guy. The guy behind the counter should have been like, um, I don't either.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to start taking shit apart and putting shit back together and looking at it and pulling on stuff. And I couldn't tell you what these new reels are. Yeah. Like our
2: old Ables, that's easy enough. Yeah, you just, absolutely. You, you flip over a couple things, and but
1: right, yeah,
2: nope, agreed.
1: Yeah, so and unfortunately, but that's one of those shops that be, was absorbed I was by say, a tackle shop. Mm-hmm. To be fair,
2: the old shop, the actual fly shop,
1: oh, Black Fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that would have never happened with no. life. No way,
2: no way. Um, Only, you know, between the owner being there because it, yeah, it, it was a fly shop. Yeah, because it was
1: a fly shop. This is actually the fly department, right? At a tackle shop, mm-hmm. right? Um, so and I think
2: you said absorbed. That's, yeah, that's the right word.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you know, kind of disappointing. Um, and, and you know what, maybe if I lived there and went in there more often, um, but I would have been treated differently.
2: That shouldn't matter. Because it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Knew, when you set that belt down on the counter, there was thousands of dollars worth of reels in that counter and you could be like, hmm.
1: Oh, and by the way, I'll take one of these too.
2: Dang, that's nice. Hey, we got, yeah. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know sometimes it's like you,
2: but it's not their business so why
1: it, it is not their primary business so they really they're just maintaining a few brand relationships because there is nowhere else in that area Jacksonville that I know of where mm-hmm. if you know you absolutely have to have it that's where you're going to you go. have to go Right. Um, On on short notice. Yeah. If I lived there based on how I, or or if I moved there tomorrow, I would be a, order it from a shop that I love and trust um, over going in. And I hate to say that because you're supposed to shop, you know, fly shop small, fly shop local, um, you know, but man, it just blows my mind how, out of touch mm-hmm. a place can be with just basic customer service. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I, I mean,
3: it
1: it, it's a culture thing. It's s- the social thing. Right. Yeah. It's a culture at that particular shop. Uh, yeah. It's okay to be that way. It's yeah. okay to do that.
3: A uh, knuckle dragger. Right. So, <laughs> um, well, We've got uh, Colby in Gainesville.
1: Yeah, Yeah, what, in February?
3: February 17th.
1: You know, uh, the last time Colby was in town, we said, hey, you know, some of you guys need to come out and join us for the Colby show uh, over in Sanford. Um, We'll we'll say it again, and this is probably more time to plan. Come up to Gainesville. It's going to be 49 Winchester and Colby opening for them. Two incredible acts. Great weather.
3: Um, Tickets are between like 20 and 40 bucks. Nice. Um, I think 20 might have been pre sale. Okay. Um, but I think regular, I think it was, all, it was like 38 something. Another small venue. Uh, 10,000 square feet. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Vivid music hall in Gainesville. Um, Interestingly enough, someone i'm friends with her sister is the bartender there Mm -hmm. i've been told taylor trash drinks for free that night oh Oh, wow so
2: you better get that bottom bunk ready ben
3: so we'll see what happens there (laughs) but i was told i probably can't get them free tickets but they can definitely drink on the house wow jameson Um, come down so i don't know if they understood what they just signed up for but (laughs) man they're lucky that it's not three years ago because i could have fucking really put a hurting on them yeah um, wow. But, and then I started trying to think how big, like, I wonder how many square feet Tuffy's is. Uh huh. I would say,
1: well, they
2: have... It's got to
3: be close.
2: Well, they're also, that's like a separate venue from right. Right. The, the actual... They're venue.
3: probably at least four or 6,000 at Tuffy's.
2: I would say it's probably the size of The Barn. Okay. I've never In been to Sanford. The Barn. What about
3: Cowboys? No, I don't do that. Man.
1: Hmm. Well, it's going to be a great show. I'm looking Looking forward forward to to it. it. Um, I, I think uh, if you guys have either of you guys seen 49 Winchester yet? No, I've listened to their music for a while, but I've heard they put on a hell of a show. They put on a fucking crazy good show. Um, And when Colby and them are putting on like Mm -hmm. in this, it's like lights out from start to finish. It's fucking great.
3: I'm excited.
1: Do we have anything else on the, the agenda? The for last the
3: one we have is planning for camping trips. And uh, I think it's um, not too
1: early to start thinking about. Uh, so agreed.
2: I've been heavily, heavily watching the water levels uh-huh. on the USCG, right? Whatever it is, surveyors on the St. Johns. Uh,
1: Coming down still? Well, with well, all this with rain, all the rain, fog, it's all the rain it's going to set, gonna set be us high. back. Right, it's yeah. going to set it back. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, um, because of that, maybe one of our first... I don't even care if we fish when we go up there. Maybe we go up and just crash at uh, hunt camp for a weekend.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean... Just go up there and dick around. Yeah.
3: Maybe maybe we take a couple of rifles. <laughs> you know, just go up and you know, go have game. fun. Yeah, just go have fun. I'd be down. Mark and I are actually talking about a trip to Flamingo. Um, yeah. In January. Yeah. So we just start talking about that this week.
2: I thought we said.
1: Oh, you, is this like the whole trailer posse thing? I'm not a member of the trailer
3: posse. No, you would be invited. You would
2: be invited. We, there's,
3: we have bed space. Um, <laughs> oh, you we, just need somebody to tow a boat down? No, Mark turns and burns. He drops one gets another. I'm willing to yeah. do the same. We just, we're just very much in our infancy of like, okay. th- we should do this. Like we
2: said, it's the pre-planning of the pre-planning. All right, well, you yeah. guys let me know.
3: Okay. And, uh, well, we got to get with you on your chemo schedule. Make sure we don't.
1: I'm end- not doing chemo, but Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, man, I've, there's a lot of people in my life right now that are getting right a lot now. of treatments
1: for I, things. I've moved beyond chemo. I'm on the nuke juice. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Um, I will definitely... It, it's uh, on a very finite schedule, so I should okay. you know ahead of time yeah, whether I can do it It was shortly it after
2: our conversation that Jameson sent me a message. He's like, hey, when, when do you go down to the Glades? Whenever I have the opportunity. Yeah. And he's like, oh, isn't that your family trip time? I'm like, no, not really. So I think him and I are looking at, like, the end of
1: March, April. Nice. Oh, so um, March 9th Mm -hmm. is a Saturday. I believe we are going to be hosting a fly fishing film... Festival at MDC mm-hmm. that Saturday, cool. so uh, put that on your freaking calendar so that you guys don't end up in the Everglades while the rest of us are yes. here putting <laughs> on an event.
3: Um,
2: no, that's the pre 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 planning.
3: Yeah, and then um, hopefully it's cool to mention this. I think we've mentioned it on the radio before. The radio, the, this radio <laughs> one, two, We three. had we were. In discussion with the compound,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Did I we actually, narrow
3: that a little bit? Not yet. Okay. I actually sent.
1: Um, that was kind of the, the other thing. Uh, a text while I was in Jacksonville doing the cancer gig, um, and just simply said, "Hey, we got our um, our event out of the way, so let's try to touch base." After Thanksgiving and yep. start putting together a plan of when we want to do that. Perfect. And I guess uh, we'll just kind of tease it a little bit. Yeah. So, uh,
2: Figure it out.
1: I'd say it's like two, three weeks ago. Um, I got a phone call from a number over on the, the left side. And as uh, is normal for everybody these these days, uh, if you don't recognize the number, you're like fucking spam. <laughs> so I did not answer it, but then I got a voicemail, and I was like, okay, cool. Let me listen to the voicemail. And uh, the owner of Compound Board Shop, which uh, I know I've been on record, um, super rad shop, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, surf shop, skate shop, fly shop, under one roof, how the fuck could you not be I, I any cooler? Say, yeah,
2: I don't, between the fly box and compound, it's like,
1: yeah, I mean. Sandwich it, or new bearings. Right. But,
2: you know, what?
1: Um, the phone call was, hey, we have seen your all's casting contest that you guys do. And we were thinking about doing some type of an event like that. And we just wanted to make sure, you know, you guys were cool with it. I was like, bro, I appreciate you calling us and thinking you needed it. you know, like, yeah. you don't need our blessing, man. Have, you know, if we've inspired you guys to do something like that, that's good enough. I said, but to be honest with you, we'd be more than happy to come over and and, yeah. and do it with you yeah, do it, yeah. And he was like, no way, really? And I was like, fucking no way yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're going to Figure out a date Probably January, February-ish yeah. And uh, we're going to come over And run the TPCC Sarasota
2: what Side,
1: what side? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, see how that rolls um, And then I believe sometime in the spring, probably April-ish, we are going to probably do a co-hosted fly fishing film festival stop at or with. I don't know if it's going to take place there. That's the hope but logistics have to be worked out at the fly box. Dun, dun, dun. Very cool. So um, we're looking forward to some, uh, a very busy winter, yeah, early like, spring. Yeah. We're packed. Uh, yeah. We're uh,
3: starting to crank up some uh, event yeah. schedules, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Cause yeah. I rebrand is not the right word, but we have made with your treatments and stuff. We've drifted further apart on when we're recording. Obviously this is not that case. It's we're two weeks out. So we're trying to get back to two a month. Yep. So getting these events, having something new to like talk about outside of our fishing. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like
2: going to Tennessee.
3: Who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> anytime you want to go,
2: you just say the
1: word. Um, The, uh, the thing to me is, you know, I think we're coming into what, starting our sixth year of, of doing the podcast or we're in the midst of our sixth year, um, the community is really starting to click and Mm -hmm. come together and become a real thing, which has always been the goal, um. Even from back during the darkness, um, that was always my thought of yeah. what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't seem to be a collective direction um, that, that that was going to happen. But, uh, you know, it's like we're cultivating this field. If and you build it,
2: they will come. Yeah.
1: And it's just slowly, it's a small, you know, it's like...
2: It's a small community.
1: It is a small community. And, uh, you know, we have to remind ourselves sometimes, like, I'll I'll get down on things. Like our last event, wildly successful. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, over a five-year period, um, we have raised over $80,000 for Marine Discovery Center. Uh, I'm not saying that to, you know... Pat ourselves in the back. Right. I'm saying it For from the, the standpoint picture. the bigger picture is this community has come together, stayed together. Yeah. And it's the community that has made it possible. And as that community continues to grow tomorrow, I hope by going to Mid Coast Fly Fishers, we grow it in that oh, direction as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just going to become bigger and stronger. And if we go over to Sarasota and What's
4: do,
1: you know, do all that, <laughs> that it's just going to become that much better. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's. I think that it, it makes me
3: happy. It, it makes me happy too. It brings well,
1: me great joy.
3: When you have someone who like DMs, you like, hey, you want to fish? Like that last live, he was like, um, George or Jeff was like uh
1: yeah, I reached out last year and asked for help with uh getting a charter. And then Yeah. Uh, for him to say what all his kid ended up
3: doing like going to the guys to yeah. yeah. like, hunt I was, I like, Yeah. Rad. I was
1: like holy shit, you yeah. know? I wish I'd gotten invited yeah. on that trip. And yeah. then
3: someone said like, "Yeah, I posted a flybrary I had at Do yeah. South and Boone." And I was like, "Dude, shoot me a message." And he messages like when do you come up i was like it's like the first week of february he's like keep me posted we can go get like we can barbecue we can go do this and he's looks like he's mid-50s but it's like fuck yeah yeah, yeah, let's uh, go
1: yeah absolutely and that's that's what's the coolest thing about this is and then like before while we were eating we're all sitting on the couch eating uh venison chili mac and uh jonathan from the fly box Calls us, yeah, and we're shooting the shit with him for like fifteen, twenty minutes about yep. how things are going up there, and you know what's the state of uh, how things are going, and it's just really rewarding that for a group of freaking knuckleheads, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> according to who you ask, yep, um, <laughs> you know that we're we're actually <laughs> our fun is contagious, yeah. Because that's what this is really about. It's about fly fishing to a certain degree, but it's really about just having fun.
2: Yeah. And and being genuine.
1: Yes. The, you know, the measure of a successful trip to us, like our most recent report, we went out and fucking hung out. Yeah. Did we catch a shitload of fish? Nope. Did we catch any fish? Fuck no. But we got dolphins to surf in the wake. Yeah. Um, We. Hung out, caught up on, yeah. you know, a few things, and just generally had good company, yeah. mm-hmm. great conversation, and we got out of the fucking house to do it. To do it. And yeah. it, it's it, – it, I can't begin to say enough how it brings joy to my heart. Mm-hmm. It really, truly mm-hmm. does. Um, so sometimes, you you know, I, I, I I'm like – Pinch me! Is yeah. this really? Is this really? Is yeah. this really a thing that we're doing? Yep. Um, and then sometimes it's like, would somebody please hit me in the fucking head? I want this event <laughs> to be here and be over.
2: But that's how I looked at you know the past event, the thingy before the dinghy, standing there as Banner Jameson was reading out prizes, handing out prizes with the raffle, standing there looking at the crowd, even though it wasn't our biggest, right. It's
1: our our people. Yeah, it is our people. (laughs) And you know what? One last thing about the thingy before the dinghy. I'm going to break it down in the most bare of terms. If you aren't willing to come to an event like that where there's probably $10,000 worth of merchandise (laughs) and trips Mm -hmm. available... And spend a couple of hundred dollars. You're probably not going to win. The the three or four people that are like.
2: Dropping dime.
1: (laughs) I was not a mathematician. I didn't declare a math major. But I'm looking around and I'm watching people buy 40 and 60 dollars worth of tickets. If I drop 160 or three hundred dollars mm-hmm. i can pretty much pick what i fucking want to win yeah and that's what happens every <laughs> fucking year and people like get the sore ass about it yeah and it's like just pay attention like yeah you could literally come in here and drop five oh, five hundred dollars yeah and go home with two grand worth of stuff yeah and like what you really really wanted plus you could probably throw it on marketplace what you kind of wanted and get your money back and be able to say yeah dude i went to that thing and i got this for free and this for free because i donated this much i won this much back i sold this and now yeah everybody won yep you know and it's like you know people like oh mix them up better oh you know it's like buy more yeah (laughs) buy more tickets like it's it's not rocket surgery no
3: yeah if no, there is no. thirty tickets and twenty four of them belong to one person, right? And, yeah, and do and the math. The you way, might win, yeah. but the, the odds are not—they're not, they're not in your favor.
2: Being the cup dumper into the bucket a couple times, I was like, "There is some really good odds of somebody walking away with this one."
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're just stuffing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Jacqueline fucking cleaned up two trips. Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly, she didn't put him anywhere else other than the two
3: trips no. that she wanted. And, but right. Pip won two trips, everything, a <laughs> rod vault, um, couple other yeah, little three things, trips like total. And I think he, won. I think he, he
1: spent a lot. No, no, not, not as much as, as you would think. think. No, no, less as than much right. two. Yeah, less than two. But you know.
2: Look but at stacked the, it's it. A, it's a a look at
3: the value of what he got for it's the two game. bills.
2: It's a game of chance,
3: and then yeah. and and freaking won the one, one and auctioned it off. Like yeah, it goes super to rad. A, new,
2: a great nonprofit,
3: absolutely. Which our I'm glad lives. you said that. Set January no, November thirtieth from three to six p.m. NSB Brewing. Yeah, is doing. I don't know the details of it, but, like, either I some percentage post. or all of it um, goes to MDC. Yep. Um, They're doing, like, a collaboration of, yeah. like, a beer or whatever yep. and
1: oysters. Yes,
3: beer and oysters. That's yep. it. Um, to well, raise yeah. a little bit of money for MDC, so. Yeah,
2: one guy brought his oysters again.
1: I'd eat them. I don't yeah. know about from many. Those were super good.
2: <laughs> Oyster days. Those were crazy good.
1: All right, well... Uh, I think uh, we missed our break and we're out of show topics. We we burned it. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, look at signing off. Um, Episode 99 is just about over. And uh, just want to thank you guys for the support, for continuing to listen to us banter around the Old Oak table. We'll catch you the next time, hopefully in about two weeks.